The cellcast is recorded in front of a live streaming audience. If it hadn't been for you, I would be now in someone else's digestion. You know there's something you should know, so I'm gonna tell you so. It's Bad Movie Month on the Cellcast. Don't sweat it. Forget it. Enjoy the show. Working all day, now it's time to unwind. Kick back, relax, take a load of your mind. <laughs> I'll be busting the moves and I'll be busting the rhymes. We'll be busting up laughing because it's party time. Everybody's feeling fine because it's party time. Party time. It's party time. Everybody's feeling fine because it's party time. to another episode of the Cellcast. Joining me today is, th- is a man who has thankfully not been turned into a karate chopping uh, kangaroo. Welcome, Jacob. Why, thank you. Thankfully, this time being a transformer to something can be lit. He says you're welcome. Yeah, exactly. Why, thank you. Let me introduce our co-host, a man who... Oh, brother, if I... If, if I hear one more thing about Chi in the inner universe, I might scream. Welcome, Drake. Obviously, you've not watched enough of Dragon Ball Z. That's what they talk about all the second time on that show. They're that, not taking five minutes to charge, five, 50 minutes to charge up and attack. Yeah. <laughs> also joining us tonight, we have from the Rushmore show. Uh, I don't even have a good pun. I apologize. Welcome, Andy. Uh, that that pun works well enough. I, I'm using all <laughs> of them too. Sometimes my name is a joke enough. So there you go. Well, I mean, it's kind of bad enough that Drew is introducing Andy. So true. true. Neither yeah. of us want to go by Andrew. So um, why would we do that? Why would why 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 would that happen? Anyway, exactly. Excited <laughs> to be on the show, man. Yeah, Jacob. And let me introduce our other special guest, a man who has the most righteous beard ever welcome kirk i like that mine was more righteous than andy's that (laughs) mine wasn't even it's it's nice and fluffy it might be easier to make out on our screen because for whatever reason y'all are kind of shrunk over there on the other side of the room (laughs) if i can make that that bigger there we go all right trying to make so yeah it is i'll take the compliment right (laughs) uh of course, y'all remember it is bad movie month, as painfully obvious as that opening yeah. was. I love how Jacob forgot I had a special opening for this. Oh, no, no, no. I did not forget. It was more like I was because the first like, for, like, you know, last week he did it threw me off. And this time I'm I'm, I'm listening to it. It's like, oh, my gosh, this is so hilarious. It's so hilariously stupid. It's funny. And we didn't bother to tell our guests. We no, had a, we what didn't. was happening. You're welcome. <laughs> Yeah, well, I listened to last week, so there you go. Oh, okay, okay. Nice. I listened to portions of it. If you remember, I logged in while you were doing that. Indeed, I do remember seeing you in the chat. Yeah, thank you for that. So, yeah, we are reviewing. I just realized there was a slight mess up in our intro because you didn't say plus. Oh, yeah. But that's fine. Yeah, I'll just edit that back there somewhere. Yeah, we'll work that out. Uh, So, yeah, we are reviewing... A, uh, a live action film tonight with our good friends Warriors of Virtue or as I am starting to call it Mighty Morphine Ranger Ruse because <laughs> that's, that's basically what it is <laughs> absolutely 
Absolutely. And uh, yeah, so why don't we go ahead and jump into the spoiler-free section and we'll get into this. Certified fresh and spoiler-free. So, Andy, I think you're the one who suggested this film? I Sorry about that, but yes. <laughs> why don't you go ahead and start us off with your thoughts, your spoiler-free thoughts on this? So, so I mentioned it. Um, you, you guys were, you know, we were blessed to have you guys on our show a while back and we got talking about it and uh this is just a movie that is almost i thought was like a mandela effect thing like did this movie really happen or do i just did i make it up in my mind and um mm-hmm. i wish i did uh after watching it <laughs> but so there's just there's a lot of nostalgia that's poured into this movie man so i um i had high hopes for it again watching it again so uh, but you know, hey, it's a great one, man. I've got them. I've got them hanging out behind me right here, and my my screen's mirrored, so I got to figure <laughs> out how do I w- work my hands. But anyway, right. This is this is just a great movie. It's a classic. You know, we'll be telling about this the story of this. It's like the it's like this generation's Citizen Kane. Probably right. not. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. It's not. But maybe the room. <laughs> A movie I keep hearing about over and over again, never watch. We're never putting it on the show either. Okay, good deal. <laughs> Unless one of our guests wants, wants us to review it. Somehow, there will be much, in that instance, the there will be much discussion. I'm, I'm sorry, what was that, Andy? Said, and somehow Warriors of Virtue made it on your show. So uh, There's less is, cursing and less sex scenes. Sure. There's less. There's, yeah, anyway. <laughs> yes, far less. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Kirk, what are your spoiler-free thoughts on this? Well, uh, it's exactly what I thought it was, and uh, when uh, when when we said, uh, "Hey, this movie," and you guys had not really heard of it, the first thing I said was, "Take Power Rangers, uh, throw it into a fantasy world, and uh, make them kangaroos." So um, that is kind of what it is. But uh, you guys are bashing it, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. So we will get to talk. But yeah, I really liked it. Okay. Cool. Yeah, this is my first viewing. I had only what Kirk and Andy had told me about this going into it to base on. And I'll say it started off kind of like your standard kids are the heroes film until you went over until we got to Tao. And then it's just like it went off the rails for you if you wondered (laughs) if you were even in the same county as the rails. Our pair. <laughs> so, yeah, this is this movie's a trip. <laughs> this is definitely a movie you should watch with like a bunch of people, so you can all laugh and make fun of it at the same time. And there, there yeah. again, if you if you have nostalgia for it, you love this film. Oh yeah, yeah. You got to remember, Jacob and I were on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie for uh, yes. Retro Rewind. Yes. Like I reviewed it twice that year. You did. So we all have our nostalgia. Yes. Jacob, what do you? And I'll thoughts? say this. This movie is not nostalgic for me. Uh, just throwing that in there because this movie came out um, nice. in my freshman year of college. So, mm. yeah, it wasn't something that was a childhood thing. But there are some things that we'll jump into and uh, talk about. But right. yeah, I, I understand why people would. I've heard I've heard Fever Dream a few times. I've heard uh, just kind of out of this world. But yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a fun movie. I'll just leave it there. All right. All righty. Jacob, what are your spoiler-free thoughts? My spoiler-free thoughts in this film, I be like, first thing, I'd heard about this film like in the late 90s when this came out, 
and I saw like, you know, promos for it or whatever is like, this looks weird. And this is around when did Power Rangers movie come out? 95. 95. So two years later. So be like, and when they, when I heard it's, like, oh, we're doing this film for the podcast. And I was like, okay, let me go find it. It's on Tubi. And it was like, okay, this was interesting. Uh, I would definitely say there was a lot of like high ambitions for this film. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed parts of it. There are other parts I'm like, whoa, just pull Keanu Reeves. It's like, whoa, what's going on here? <laughs> but um, it's it's interesting, but at the same time, it is so bizarre. And in, in some ways, it's good. In other ways, it's not so good. So, yeah. All right. So I guess that's, that takes care of us for the spoiler-free section. Let's go ahead and jump into our full spoiler-filled review for Warriors of Virtue. The following is a spoiler-filled review for the film Warriors of Virtue. Listener discretion is advised. Warriors of Virtue was directed by Ronnie Yu, who also directed Freddy vs. Jason. Oh, okay. Somehow that, even though I've never watched Freddy vs. Jason, this explains a lot. Well, there's Freddy a lot of Jason wasn't really that bad of a film. There's a lot of correlation. There's a lot of parallels mm. between the two. Which yeah, makes me that. want to watch Freddy vs. Jason to see how off the rails that is. <laughs> well, it's, it's uh, Freddy vs. Jason. Well, Freddy vs. Jason's probably one of the better ones out of all of it. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Uh, it was also written by Michael Vickerman and Hugh Kelly and based on characters created by Kenneth, Kenneth K. Law, Ron Law, Chris Law, and Jeremy Law. Yeah. Saban. All four laws. Yeah. It's not really Saban because that would be Heim Saban and Shuki Levy. But uh, I'm joking. I'm <laughs> guessing that's the four brothers that the logo was at the beginning. Yes. That makes sense. Getting into the cast. Oh, yeah. Getting into the cast, we've got Mario... Yadida as Ryan Jeffers. And in the movie Jack, he played a character named George. I have no idea. <laughs> Angus <laughs> Angus McFadden played Komodo. And he was Robert the Bruce in Braveheart. Oh, nice. Marley Shelton played Elysia. And she played Dr. Ke- uh, Dr. Kelly Atkins in Rampage. Mm-hmm. Oh, the rock, mm-hmm. that rock movie. <laughs> Yes. That rock movie. That rock movie. That rock movie. Based on an old arcade game. Yes. It's Rampage. Oh, the video game was amazing. Yes. (laughs) There's words you don't hear out of Jacob that often. The video game was amazing. Okay, so just just for context (laughs) here. Because you don't play video games a lot. I don't really play video games, but when I was a kid, be like, uh, my grandfather would do like yard you know, yard sales and flea markets the whole bit and he just pick up these big lots of things and so we just you know grab through them. my brother jim grabbed this rampage game i was like oh wow and like it's so much be like to me it's so much fun it was just like, rampage is a fun game it is a fun game it's on my rushmore of arcade games we, we did this we did a rushmore forever and i got a lot of flack for it so i'm glad i got some support on from the cell cast yeah i <laughs> yeah. mean it it's it's a nostalgic game yeah but, indeed yeah. Yes. that's your code word for you hate it <laughs> no, i'm just i'm just using our our fellow brethren of the culture boxes words yeah yes. well there you go yeah chow lee chi played master chung and in big trouble in little china he played uncle chu hmm. michael j anderson played mudlap and in the television series Twin Peaks, 
he played Man from Another Place. Oh, <laughs> and he was in four episodes of that, and he showed up in the in the sequel that HBO did. Huh. So I'm guessing that's a major character. <laughs> I guess so. Person from another place. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I'm the same way, Kirk. I have no idea what they're talking about. Tom Towles played General Grillo, and he was Harry Cooper in Night of the Living Dead. Oh. Lee Ehrenberg played Mantos, and in Pirates of the Caribbean, all the original three movies, you know, the good ones. Okay. He played Pintle. That is the uh, slightly balding pirate that hangs out with the one that's missing an eye. Missing oh. an eye. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That guy. Oh, okay. Dennis. Pale. Yeah, Paul. Uh, Dennis Dunn played Ming. And in Big Trouble in Little China, he played Wang Chi. Mm-hmm. Jack Tate was the performer for Yoon. And he's the guy in the suit. And he played George in the television series Dinosaurs. Oh, nice! That that was that was a show I didn't like so much because the baby because I just didn't like little kids at the time. So uh, mom was like, "Oh my gosh, it's not, that's not about not liking kids. That's about not liking that chewed up ball of gum." <laughs> I'm the baby. Gotta love me. Oh my, you're not kidding. Oh my god, so irritating. Uh, Doug Jones, TGIF man. Oh yeah, TGIF. Oh yeah. Doug Jones was the performer for Ye, and he was Billy Butcherson in Hocus Pocus, the zombie. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He actually goes on to play a character in Star Trek uh, mm-hmm. named Saru. Yeah, just throwing that out there. He's a very, he's a very well known. He's a very tall, very man. tall actor. <laughs> Uh, very iconic characters don w lewis was the performer for lie and uh they played a mime in robin hood men in tights yeah maybe i've never <laughs> seen you probably need to watch it oh jay yeah. yeah that is a good film actually a very that's, good that's a comedy oh, that, i suggest that's for a you. fantastic okay. movie oh yeah jay todd adams was the performer for chi and he was the narrator for the audiobook version of Fight Club. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that is the only time that? I've ever run into an audiobook on IMDb. <laughs> that's that that's the first thing I picked up when I saw his character on Warriors. <laughs> Especially since we never heard his voice. Because <laughs> these are just that, the suit actor. Yeah. <laughs> Lastly, uh, Adrian Corcoran was the performer for Soon. And she played Katie in Seventh Heaven. Hmm. Mina E. Mina was the voice for Master Chung. And uh, he played the Coptic cleric in the Chronicles of Riddick. Hmm. Scott McNeil was the voice of Yun. And he is the original English voice for Piccolo in the Ocean Group dub of Dragon Ball Z. Oh, yeah. Among many other characters, but yeah, Piccolo's the one everyone will recognize. Doug Parker was the voice of both Yi and Chi, and he was the original voice for Mega Man and Captain and the Game Master. Oh, let's go. Sold. Dale <laughs> Wilson was the voice for Lai, and he played Akuma. In Street Fighter, the animated series. Nice. 
And Kathleen Barr was the voice of Sun, and she played Dot Matrix in the television series Reboot. Nice. Okay, so who wants to guess how many Kingdom Hearts connections there were? I'm going to say three. Any other guesses? Gentlemen? I'm not an RPG guy, so uh, four. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well, I'll 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 take the five. Oh, you didn't press Y'all are right all in. way off. <laughs> it oh, is yeah. absolutely zilch. Wow. You should have gone price. I almost took one. I almost took the two. I almost <laughs> it actually surprised me with this one because there are actually a lot I, of I figured active, my odds lot of were better higher. Yeah. Yeah. The field is bigger. All right. You did forget. So Jacob, what do we got in, in sorry what? one famous actor in this movie? For any football fans, Warren Moon was the football coach right in the yes. beginning of the oh, movie. Yes, oh my God. yes, yes. Oilers. And he makes go. that stupid line, hey, I've played a few games before. And it's just I've played a few games. It's the silliest scene. Anyway. Dude, that, you're taking one of my favorite things of this movie. Forget uh, everything. <laughs> forget everything. I just, that's that like four seconds yeah, that, of that the was, movie. That was probably the most <laughs> yeah. biggest surprise yeah, I mean, of this film that Warren Moon was in it. I was like, wait, that's Warren Moon, right? I'm not, this is my eyes are not deceiving me, right? What was he doing in 97? He was, he, he, I don't know. Anyway. I have no idea because I've never heard of this man before. Oh, wow. <laughs> Dude, I'm not, I don't watch football. I know, but Warren Moon from the uh, Houston Oilers. Houston Oilers. And the your point? In the guess what? I don't know anybody else on the Houston Oilers. Okay, then. Fair <laughs> enough. That was a long time ago. I'm not, no complaints. Y'all enjoy it. That's y'all's thing. I have no idea who this is. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. Jacob, what do we have in info and stuff? All right. Info and stuff. Uh, we have an IMDb score of 4.7 out of 10. It's available to watch on Tubi and most, and most free streaming platforms. Uh, production was by China Films Co-Production Cooperation, Law Brothers Entertainment, distribution by... MGM Distribution Company here in the United States. Its release date was on May 2nd, 1997. Uh, going into box office, it had a, a budget of $35 million. Its opening weekend was $3.2 million on May 4th, 1994. Its U.S. gross, oy, this thing came under bad uh, six point five million dollars for its U.S. gross and its international was six point five. Mm. Yeah, yeah, this movie tanked badly. So, in home release, the movie didn't do as well. Uh, the film did not much do better when it hit uh, hit video, earning only seven point sixty sixty nine million from the date of its release in nineteen ninety seven through mid December of that year. Sequel. There actually is a sequel to this thing. Yes, there believe is. it or don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was, I was, I was like pleasantly surprised. I was like, "What the?" Like there again, be like some people. It's just more. It's okay. This is a great film, or it just it be like maybe it was more like the fandom behind it wanted another one. But uh, yeah, second film, uh, Wars of Virtue: The Return to Tao, was released on October twenty second, two thousand two, and that's all I have for an info and stuff. Now, I may be wrong real quick, but I think the second one doesn't have kangaroos. I think it's actual people. That 
kind of takes the fun out of it. Yeah, I think I read the plot. I, I don't know. I haven't seen it, but the the premise is that uh, that the, the two, oh my gosh, why am I blanking on their names? The two boys. Anyway, they've become like kung fu masters, and they're going to become the warriors of virtue. It seems stupid. They you know they got all new uh-huh. and everything, and it, you know, it, I think it was yeah. Oku, I mean, the, the actual warriors of virtue look like people what and world. Yeah, and they actually look like funny people, to be honest. But anyways, funny people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, like it's the worst costumes I've ever seen for fire, metal, wood. It's yeah. Pretty bad. All right. I mean, it, it, it's pretty awful. I mean, oh, yeah. Like, what is happening? That is bad. Yeah. It's like they ordered. Uh, and, order oh, wait, let me show you water and earth. Warriors of virtue on wish. Wait, what? <laughs> Look at the water one. That's no, so, that's Warriors uh, of Virtue off t- uh, Tenmu. Yeah, Tenmu. <laughs> Only two ninety nine. Tenmu. That's a steal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we ready for the summary? Yeah, it's good summary. All right, middle school student Ryan Jeffers suffers a disability to his leg, preventing him from trying out for sports and fitting in. He's also twelve and trying to play, play for high school football, which I think is the issue here. <laughs> It's what it looked like anyway. A little bit. (laughs) He is currently the water boy of his school's football team and has a crush on quarterback Brad's girlfriend. He often seeks escape through comic books and dreams of adventure, hiding the depression of his disability from his mother. One day, the owner of his favorite restaurant, his friend Ming, gives him a manuscript of Tao, representing five elements, earth, fire, water, wood, and metal. He advises Ryan to live his life no matter his physical limits. That night, Ryan and his best friend Chucky are approached by Brad and his friends who suggest an initiation for their group, leading them to a water plant. Ryan is told he needs to cross a narrow pipe to sign his name on a wall of graffiti. Ignoring Chucky's protests, Ryan attempts to cross, but a water pipe opens up and throws Ryan into the water. Ryan wakes up in a strange forest and is attacked by assailants who are drawn off by a creature from the lake. As he escapes, he realizes his leg works. He meets a dwarf-like man named Mudlap before a beautiful girl named Elysia drives drives him off. She tells Ryan that he is in Tau. Ryan tells her about the manuscript which had been lost with his backpack. Believing it to be the manuscript of legend, Elysia takes Ryan to Master Chung and he meets four of the five warriors at the Promorphic Kangaroos, each representing an element. Lai, the warrior of wood, Chi, the warrior of fire, Sun, the warrior of earth, and Yi, the warrior of metal. He is told that Yun, the warrior of water, has left them following an earlier conflict and that the manuscript would be would be sought by Komodo, a warlord who betrayed the warriors and is stealing from the life springs of Tao to stay young forever. He is captured by Komodo's henchmen Mantos, Barbarocious, and Dullard, who is saved by Yoon, but, but is saved by Yoon. Ryan convinces Yun to return to the life spring. Ryan flees, wanting to return home, but Mudlap leads him into General Grillo's arms, and he is saved by Chung, Yun, Yi, and Chi. Uh, they go after the manuscript and fall into a trap after being betrayed by Alicia, who joined Komodo as vengeance against Yun for killing her brother by accident. They are nearly killed in a trap, but narrowly escape using their skills, and they return to the live stream to vent Komodo from ambushing the others. Komodo fights Chung and ultimately kills him, then makes off with Ryan. 
When Ryan awakens at Komodo's palace, Elysia begs him to read from the book so that Komodo could possibly invade his world for more life springs. Ryan realizes he can't read the book, and this upsets Komodo, who tries to strike Ryan down. Elysia interferes and is struck down by Barbarossus. Komodo kills Barbarossus in a rage, and Ryan escapes. Komodo returns to the life spring and challenges the warriors to one-on-one -on -one combat, splitting into five versions of himself. He taunts and defeats the warriors, while Ryan, after getting an apology from Mudlap for his betrayal, finds an inscription in the manuscript. Ryan tricks Komodo into overusing his power, weakening him so that the warriors can purify his spirit, reforming him into a kind man and purifying his army. Ryan, mor Ryan mortally wounded, is surrounded by his friends, and Yi astonishes his comrades by thanking Ryan, speaking for the first time in years. Suddenly, Ryan is back at the water plant before crossing the pipe. Realizing his desperation to fit in led to the accident, this time he refuses to cross it. The water pipe opens like it did before, trapping Brad on the other side. He ins his insults to his friends only prompt them to leave him behind for the police to find. That night, Ryan apologizes to his mother for an earlier argument, and when he goes to bed, he offers to tell his dog about Tao. What is the dog going to do in Tao? That's what I want to know. Is he in the sequel? Mm. I don't know. That's, do we see him again? I, now i got to go watch it. Unfortunately. I only have one piece of trivia for this film. Ryan quotes two movies, both of which starred Tom Hanks. He says, Houston, we have a problem from Apollo 13. Mm -hmm. And crap happens. I, I kind of messed with that one. From Forrest Gump, 1994. So yeah, what we now we need to get into our dislikes. Uh, who wants to go first? Dislikes. Oh, Sorry, yeah. our likes. I jumped ahead. Yeah, you did. Likes. We want likes. <laughs> who wants to go There's first no on this? Um, I'll go. Um, so I, again, bringing this this up, I, I have a fond memory. I said, well, maybe fond's the wrong word. I have a memory of it. Uh, let's just leave it at that. And um, I remember, like, I even had the toys. They had a, they had a toy line. I think that was really the premise of this movie was, hey, let's let's sell these toys. But I, I like. Yeah. Yes. I like the idea behind the movie. I think, you know, yeah. I mean, having growing up as a as a Rangers guy, as a, a kid and just loving like all of this kind of stuff and warriors and kung fu and just it's cool. Right. Again, I got to think like in 1997, I was I was eight years old when this came out. So this is like super cool. Right. I like the idea. I like the concept. Um, you know, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit about the other side of that when we get to some dislikes, but overall, just, just the concept, the idea behind it. I, I enjoyed that. Kirk. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm right there with you on that. That's one of the ones that I would have had, but to give one on the side of that is the, the kangaroos in itself, the idea of. This is a unique concept. And after this, I remember there being quite a bit of different other things that kind of were utilized, trying to utilize some kangaroos. But uh, they were, you know, 1997, you're coming off Power Rangers, Ninja Turtles, Tiger Shark, Silverhawks, mm -hmm. everything else in the blue. And they decided to try and go with kangaroos. I thought the idea was cool. Um, the uh, Using the, the, the kangaroo style where they can jump and fight which kangaroos generally are considered kind of kind of pretty fierce animals. Um, th that's just a cool idea to me. Um, it does 
tend to lead into some of my dislikes. Um, but if, if, if I'm going out there and telling you, this is, this is right in my wheelhouse. In ni- 1990s, this is the kind of stuff I love. So I, 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 that's the biggest like that I had for it was just the whole concept, the whole idea, and this idea of anthropomorphic animals was really high back in the late 80s, early 90s. And, mm-hmm. and it, it probably ran its course by 97, to be honest. So, yeah, but that, there, there you go. Jacob, uh, I'm 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 in the same boat as our our guest. It's like the the concept of this movie is amazing. It has like such a broad perspective of what it's trying to do. I, I think the execution's a little bit weak, but it's broad it's um, broad concept and what it's trying to do with character design mm-hmm. and all this great stuff. But, like it is a wonderful idea. I think some of the the execution is done not very poorly in some cases other than not but overall be like the 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 concept i love it because there again you know a, you know the you know a wee lad in the 80s a child in the 90s and be like you grew up with this stuff and it's just a natural progression into it and uh i i enjoy that for what this film does I and mean, it's trying to do it's it's um it's broad attempt to make something unique and different and i just i find that the the general concept is good. It's very, very good. And I, 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 to expound upon that, I really wish they could have, like, maybe had a bigger budget or what have you, and seen what they really could have done with this. Yeah. That, As I, most bad movies are, it kind of feel like you ran out of money. Yeah, and, agreed. And just like there, there was both. I mean, that's usually why movies kind of fall into the the cellar. People yeah. go watch it, and there's just holes, and there's just things missing, and. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of how I felt watching it. Like, man, what a great idea, but it fell flat. Yeah. Uh, you usually either ran out of money or it's a quick cash grab. And this is not a quick cash grab. No. They were legitimately trying to make a uh, a good movie, a big a big movie out of this, a big blockbuster, I think. Right, for sure. But because uh, we, because my first. Part two looks like the cash grab. <laughs> Do what? <laughs> The part two version looks maybe oh, like that oh, probably okay. is a cash grab because oh, yeah, this probably made just enough money for a sequel. We got to make some money back that we lost from one. Exactly. Yeah, they, they lost more money than they made. Yeah. But uh, my first like for this is the suits because all yep. of the suits for the kangaroos and all the other uh, half uh, uh, monster animal people, they look amazing for this time period. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, it's. It is up there with Henson's version of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 10 years prior to this. It is that high quality, I think, in, in the way it looks. Now, granted, some of the faces on the kangaroos could have been redesigned. Lord, please. Yeah. But for the most part, it yeah. worked. It was, I thought <laughs> yeah. it was very well done. Yeah. But, so, uh, yeah, I would totally agree. In my long list of dislikes, I would have said the faces, but the everything else about them—the mm-hmm. warrior side, the, the outfits, the um, the 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 girl was was even a little shorter and kind of made a bigger guy. And mm-hmm. They really yeah. just looked really really cool. The outfits fit the the elements and the virtue and the weapons and all that. And so I I, I totally agree. That was a that was another cool thing. I throwing myself as a young kid wanting those action figures that kind of thing um and and again i'm i'm early college at this time but thinking if i was a, a young fella mm-hmm. back then this i would have loved it. i mean i just 
love getting into that watching those guys yeah because i i think if if in, in the same vein kirk it'd be like if i would have watched this when i was younger you know 1997 i would have probably been like in early teens and if i would watch that then and be like oh my gosh i probably would have loved it and because, yeah i mean yeah, i just I watched it with my eight-year-old and he was he was glued yeah right yeah. because all the different things that we see he totally missed he totally like like they were kind of yeah, over his head. yeah at that age because you're you're more mesmerized by the ooh and ah mm -hmm. the action but that, the whole yeah, bit, and that was, that's what that, you're drawn that was to me i was eight when it came out and and you know we're going to talk about dislikes and stuff but at eight this was fantastic like this was, i mean i'm not seeing all yeah. the plot holes and all the issues and all that kind of stuff so you know if we we say bad movie month and, and and we could say that right but you know for the target audience it was it was fantastic you know it was awesome we can look Agreed. back here and, and do that but which is fun I, I love terrible movies. Well, <laughs> see, that's the thing about bad movie month is these are movies we suspect are bad. We have yeah. no idea before we watch them. Yeah, right. This I feel is uh, like on par with last year when we reviewed the Emoji movie because that movie was far better than it had any right to be. Agree. It was still bad. It was bad, <laughs> but it, but it yeah. was better than it had right to be. And this kind of feels like the same thing to me. Right. Fair yeah. Enough. So you like, are. Great. Second round of this of likes. Yeah. And I'm trying to skip ahead. I don't know why. <laughs> you, you just want to bash this film, apparently. I guess. Hey, I'll jump in. Can I jump in for sure, this? Sure. Go one? ahead. So, for, go ahead for your second like. Uh, I um, I have had a long term uh dream, I guess, of of like or goal to write a book, and in my book, um, is very cliche. I mean, it's very cliche, either martial arts or mm -hmm. cliche anime, fantasy, you name it. It's got all the major points. And what I really loved about this was uh, it, the world building, the idea that what it could have been with the animals and it using elements. But instead of just using elements, it used the virtues. And I, I, that was something that I had just never thought of. I had never seen. I really enjoyed um, that side of it in trying to trying at least for the water kangaroo which i can't remember all their names lie tie all, all that stuff but that water character and and what he went through with the the murder mm -hmm. of, of of the character which you kind of saw some foreshadowing like yeah i see where this is kind of going yeah but kind of giving him those that but it was going against the virtue right and so i love the whole the premise that they were trying to do and it just made me expand maybe even my knowledge on what I want to do as a creator for my story in some of those worlds. I, I just really enjoyed that quite a bit. Um, it, it, it's just really cool to me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. Okay. Well, my, my second like, um, I love the scenery and I love Tao and the water and the town and like the village where there's the, where it, it's almost like the tree houses and the, the whole communities out there. Mm -hmm. I love just the overall look of everything, even though uh, that first scene, when you see it, it's like, is Yoda going to pop out? This looks like Dagobah. Like, this is like, <laughs> what is, what is happening here? The swamp. And everything. <laughs> but dude, it, anyway, it, I just, I really love the look of all of the, all of the scenery um, and everything like that. And really kind of how it intertwines with that whole, the life source of the water and how the water's flowing through it. It's just, it was a really cool thing, and, and and it was not even just Tao, but like all of the scenery of of Komodo's like lair and stuff, and 
you know, the other areas, mm-hmm. the temple and stuff where they would find themselves. And just, it was really like visually just like cool looking, um, which I thought it was like, well, there goes your $30 million was on the ruse and this, and then good luck with everything else. Yeah, That's yeah. uh, <laughs> kind of what happened. But yeah, just the overall look of everything. And it kind of goes in, uh, Drew, to kind of what you were saying, with the look of the ruse and the, 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 uh, the outfits and the suits and just everything that they were wearing. They got up to their neck and then they ran out of money. So, um, but yeah, mm-hmm. so the overall look of the movie I thought was, was, was super cool. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that with the, be like the aesthetics and how the design and the whole bit is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like, they apparently they just ran out of money at the head. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, like, well, you can uh, only do so much with the human head before CG. That is true. That's the problem. We're pre, <laughs> we're pre Jar Jar on that. That is true. <laughs> yeah i mean that that but you, you saying that you talked about um drew you talked about the actual characters yeah mm-hmm. but that wildebeest and 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 rhino i'm, I'm yeah. assuming that mm-hmm. those two guys were even better than the kangaroos yeah i just wish there were more yeah they had yeah, mu- I they were i really wish they did have more of those animals uh, animal men scattered throughout this and yeah, I think it works so really good cool. with those guys is because the head of the beast was bigger than the than the human heads that had to stick it that mm-hmm. stuck in it, so it it looked better. Yes, so, it looked like I thought anyway. it was bebop, bebop and rocksteady. I thought that's what I I I coined them. Yeah, I would, I would agree <laughs> I would, with you. Yeah, <laughs> I could go with that. They, they did they, did like they name them? I think which 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 actually hit me. You know, <laughs> turtles, these characters, mm-hmm. Ninja Turtles, and oh, that's funny. Uh, there's a rhino and a and a wildebeest, and uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it looks fairly close to the the wild boar and the rhino. But, True. Uh... Jacob, uh, your so second like. My second like is kind of be like I don't know, be like maybe I'm throwing, I'm throwing a fastball out there because this one be like I be like in retrospect of watching the movie and kind of giving me time to marinate on this. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the performance of Angus McFlagan, I believe pronounced his name. You mean Komodo? Yeah, Komodo. Be like, oh. I enjoyed that performance for some He was reason. fun to watch. He, he was over the top every like every single scene. He's over the top. He's eating the scene up every time. And I find it very enjoyable. It's like, okay, this is beyond ridiculous. But at the same time, it's so you be like you can't pull your mm-hmm. eyes away from it. And I thoroughly enjoyed that performance. I was like, oh my gosh, how, how much more insane can this character get? It just it goes more over the top, more zany, more just like over like over an abundance of just like craziness mm-hmm. of how, how insane the character is. But it's it's done in such a in such a way that it's kind of appealing in a way that you're you're laughing at. It. It's like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. But it's so good at the exact same time. So yeah, <laughs> Komodo. I, I thought I thought he was a very interesting character. He was compelling, even though he was crazy as a back, back of back of rocks, bag of rocks. But <laughs> yeah, he, I but thought he was. Overall, he was I, I thoroughly enjoyed Komodo as a character. I, I liked his character. I just kept thinking Loki every time I saw him. I just was, you know, yes. this guy right here. It, he, Dude, Except Loki had obviously been on his medication, while this guy had obviously missed a couple doses. Yeah, just a little. Yeah, he needed some more life force uh, to help him out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the problem. <laughs> he was driving. Yeah, cuckoo. he he was going cuckoo for cocoa puffs. 
<laughs> or in this case, cuckoo for life, life force. Yes, that. So yeah, my my second like for this, believe it or not, is all the stuff that happens in the real world because it gives just enough of an anchor for this movie that the rest of the movie kind of can go crazy. Okay. But I mean, there's are certain other things like how good with the uh, Kung Fu that Ming is mm -hmm. with all the food. I was watching it going, does this guy work at Benny Hanna's or something? <laughs> uh, and I was confused while we were there at first. Cause it's like, wait, okay, now we're in a kitchen and a restaurant. Why, why is this kid doing back here? Uh, but I, I mean the whole, even down to where he's crossing over, I'm just going to say the portal, <laughs> that that water drain with the light shining up through it. Mm -hmm. I'm going, oh, yeah, this isn't the magical portal to Narnia, is it? <laughs> when I was watching, it's like, yeah. but even that looked cool and that looked awesome. It's like, yeah, okay, this probably doesn't, wouldn't exist in an actual water plant, but this does look cool. It looked, it looked cool enough that literally when we first stepped into town, I was like, wow this is like a 90 degree turn into crazy town <laughs> but i still enjoyed right. it so that i think having the, the regular world seemingly take a little while to take so long and but allowed the rest that allowed the movie to be anchored enough to reality that we could have crazy fun in the in in Tao. so agreed yeah that's just my and opinion just just to piggyback on uh, and, and it's not going to be one of my two dislikes but I, I didn't the Ming kitchen situation. I like, I, I didn't, I was like, what is this? Why is he Kung Fu? Why, what, what is all, why did they add this in here? This actor, they were like, Hey, yeah, you, he does martial arts. Can we just show off for a minute? Like there was, there was no yeah. point in having, I mean, he handed him the, the, the that whole thing. Like there was that portion yeah. of it, yeah. but you didn't have to do all of the scenery in the, in the kitchen. And that didn't even have to be part of the story. I don't know. It just seems like, Okay, let's throw that in there. Yeah, I did like how they threw in two Power Ranger references kind of at the in, in that scene, though, with him. Because at one point he says, there's no morphing. Yes. Yeah. Like, that yeah. was a that weird was line read. That was a weird line. And then later on he says, it's cooking time. Yeah. It's like, oh, gosh. <laughs> what? It's like, okay, you're either trying to bash Power Rangers in a weird way or trying to do callback, which also doesn't really work. But anyway. That's funny. Yeah. All right. Y'all ready for dislikes? Yeah. Oh. Who on, wants buddy. to go do this first? I look, I, let me just I'm just jumping in. There is way too much of the story that we're so we're assuming that we know a backstory to this. Like, okay, General Grillo, he used to be uh, a good, but but we don't know anything about like it's not explained. Nothing. I need a I need a prequel. <laughs> is what I need. I don't need Warriors of Virtue 2. I need Warriors of Virtue Point five, right? I need the prequels. There's so many things. Like then, then uh, Komodo. It's never even said that he can split into five people at once, and it happens at the end. And we're just supposed to. Okay, that's a that's a thing that'll happen. <laughs> There's just so many things in this movie that are like what what I, I don't understand the backstory. Um, like you even kind of mentioned Drew in the in the the plot, like when you were telling it. Well, he has a crush on this girl. It's like, I don't know if that's happened. I don't even know. Like, there's the, like they rushed through some of that beginning stuff, I, mm -hmm. I feel at least. But there was, there's just so many things that happen in this. The whole, like, there was a, there was a battle and he murdered uh, the brother. Well, it's just talked about, but 
what what are we what are we doing? They just threw all this backstory in there and briefly mention it. And I'm supposed to, and, and it's like it adds to it. I don't know. Like it feels like they they stuffed way too much into this one movie. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. story wise. Well, I'm I'm gonna agree with you yeah. on that. Can I just because can I just I, say something here? Sure, go ahead. I go ahead. think they didn't stuff enough in oh it. Oh my gosh. That was what I felt. Not at all. I felt I felt all the plot holes that were happening were because there wasn't enough. Like See, I, I, I didn't notice used, any plot holes because the could have used no about that. thirty more minutes to be honest to explain several of the things that were happening. And I, I kind of bit my tongue through Drew's last post, last uh, comment, his like, because I was hoping to use the plot holes because the the whole fight with Ming. Let me just say, like, where did he come from? Where did he get the book? Yeah. Why does he have the book? Yeah, exactly. Where, why are? Where did he go after? Why? Why is he cocoon? so special? The what, what is the with all of this? But the whole story, the whole story is a plot hole. Then, why is the why is the portal there in this amazing thing that nobody saw it until now? And why are they even painting on the wall? Falls in. Why are you meet? Why is this kangaroo missing? I mean, like. It, it was just a constant, like, I just wish they would explain something before mm-hmm. we moved on to right. the next thing. Because yes. it, oh, here we are again. Mm-hmm. And then the girl. And then and then I, the one thing that I did get the whole time was, and I kind of mentioned it in mind, the water kangaroo, which I'll just say the water. I mean, I can't remember his name. Yeah. They said he killed someone. And I knew that that was going to be a major point later. Because it's like, there's no reason you're going to tell me about this. And mm-hmm. he's hiding. And then I kind of put the together when she mentioned it was her brother got killed. I was like, oh, the kangaroo killed the, the brother. But why is she here? Why is she still here? And, and, and then the whole her going bad and, oh, my gosh, just everything in this movie was a plot hole. And that's what made me upset. Wait, here's another thing. Where did Komodo come from? Why? Why? Like, why is he there? Why did he go bad? What is he going now? Because they're like, oh, you live here. Like, why? Where did, like, most bad guys have this arc where you see him coming. It just seems like he was just all of a sudden a bad guy one day, took over everything. And oh, now you're back to just a regular old yeah. Joe. You're right. Good job. Now mm-hmm. we're back to normal. But, yeah. That, well, to when, me, I say, I just, when, I, when I say that there was so much thrown in there, the, the problem, I guess where I'm coming from, is that there were so many little half things thrown in there. That they didn't complete, so it was just too much. Yeah, of yeah I guess that. they could have took some of that out yeah. and just helped mm-hmm. out other stuff. Absolutely, if I, I would There's rather too many. More, yeah, I'd rather more development. Yeah, on some of those back, you know, the plot, and less of all of that stuff. You know what I mean? Or unless it was going to be this giant saga, and we were going to get a ton of movies out of this. Um, I mean, let me just say this: I wish we would have found out that Ming, I think that's his name, the chef. Yeah went to Tao and he was the the precursor and groomed up Brian or whatever his name is, Ryan, to be the guy. And then you come back, he comes back to the real world and he's like, oh, you did it. No, we never even see the guy again. This guy's like karate mm-hmm. kicking the, the, the fountain and, or the, the, the water. <laughs> and I'm like, why is this so special? It's so crazy to me what I, just happened. I, and we're never seeing him again. So I was like, so I have something that will. Splinter isn't in it anymore. 
I have something that will fix both of y'all's problems and it's is also part what my dislike here. And that's the fact that this movie should have been a 12, 24 episode television series on Fox Thank kids. You. That was, I, they I, had I, that I, much I, time to go through this entire plot line. You could have explained all this and made, made it a lot more satisfying to hit all these, what are in this movie, undeveloped plot points True. Yes. that were just told this happened and you have to ingest it and move on. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I really feel like they try they they tried to cram in an entire seasons worth uh television seasons worth of story into what is this an hour and a half roughly about an hour and a half. So it just when you get that much in there, it's just not gonna work without yeah. cutting something because you have to explain what's going on. You can't just say, "Oh, he killed somebody," and then and or "Oh, he's the, he's the villain." Why? Because he's the villain. It's like okay, but why is he the villain? What what he oh he wants life springs. What are life springs? I mean, we're going to tell you other than after. Yeah, after he became normal Komodo, then like oh you're back. We are so. I mean, whatever. Why you went there? Mm -hmm. Just fix it. But no, no, no. The the movie just all of a sudden he's back in Earth. (laughs) It's like what just happened. What happened? Yeah. What what happened was they uh, realized, oh, crud, we have 10 minutes of movie left and nothing left to do in Tao. Uh, okay, I'm just back. We're not going to tell you why. Like, yeah. was he hallucinating? Did he have a concussion? This would explain a lot. That, too. Yeah. yeah Except I would have loved at the very end, it was just all a dream, yeah. a la all the other world <laughs> fantasies in the world. Yeah, yeah. It was. It, was it probably, made a lot more sense. It was probably some bad Chinese food he ate. That's this. Was I guarantee the, oh, it was bad that would have been food. hilarious. It was yes. just food. That would have been hilarious. Bad Chinese. <laughs> oh my gosh. Man, oh man. Yeah. Your first is like Jacob. My first is like is in that same vein. Be like, there's there there's way too many plot points in here that are never explained. Like everyone's expounded upon. Uh, the movie is w- it's it's overstuffed with everything. We don't get explanations for anything, and I I don't want to try to tread on everybody else's you know plot, their their first dislikes. But oh my gosh, it'd be like what if, if they would have done you know done a little more diligence with the story, you know marinated it, mm-hmm. uh, massaged it a little bit more, gave it a little more time, maybe made this like a like a two part film or something like that. And like, just drew your audience in with everything instead of just trying to cram it in that one hour and a half. Be like, it would have been a far better film to mm-hmm. me. But be like, understand, be like, be like, you're trying to get one thing out. You're trying to get, be like, you're here. You got this budget. You're trying to do one thing. But there are gonna be like, it had such a great potential as a film with all right. these great ideas. But it was squandered with the the time, the uh, the the runtime and everything else. It's just. It didn't have any time to breathe or any time to, you know, uh, expound upon what it's trying to say. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Did you so, already say second you're... dislikes? Oh, okay, yeah, that's right. We've all kind of disliked the same. Yeah, I, I jumped in before I, Jacob last yeah. time. That's right. So my my second dislike, really, um, and I think many of us we, we kind of chatted about this a little bit. Um, the fight scenes, they're why do they go slow? Oh, yeah. What is that about? It it makes oh, it gosh. feel weird. Like the whole 
there's so much potential for this fight scene to be awesome, right? And I feel like mm-hmm. there's because of every like that right how the ruse you know we may not like the faces but you know just the whole concept of everything like there's so many cool things that could happen but they just slow they do like this weird um like dream sequence kind of slow-mo it's not even really slow-mo i don't even know what to call it but they do this stupid film it's a slight slow motion Right, and and you would even slight slow motion, but then every once in a while there's a there's a speed up. So yeah, right, weird, super weird, and then it's like immediately when the fight's over and they're back to just conversation, whatever, it's back to normal. Just keep that, just do Mm -hmm. that the whole time. Like why why did we have to? I don't like it. It it makes it, it chops it up. Really, what it does for me is it takes more attention away from the fight, and now I'm like, what is happening? And I'm missing out on what's potentially the best part of the movie could potentially be yeah be i mean one of the best parts of the movie yeah i just that is a whole i, I didn't like it. yeah i think drew was the one that kind of messaged in the group chat and was like yeah i was literally know, is, is it lagging a little bit yeah. or whatever i, I, I literally right. thought my stream was lagging until yeah. i realized there was a well, pattern to, to yeah. the lag so i i i'm kind of 50 50 on this one uh, I, I'm not so much against the slow motion um, because I'm trying to put myself 1997, mm-hmm. that type of special effects. Um, you know, I'm kind of envisioning fight scenes that have come after. And the first one I kind of think of was Transformers when that came out. And one of the one of the tough things about Transformers when they were fighting is that you couldn't tell who was who. And they yeah. like just a whole lot of things is just happening. And um I think it was an attempt to do something new and different, and um, and it, and it, it didn't it didn't necessarily not work for me. What didn't work for me in the slow mo is they overused it for other scenes, like yeah. when the the old guy, the like trained the ruse, which I can't remember his name, but Chung. when he comes out from behind the trees, he's in slow motion. Oh gosh, yeah. They do slow motion for mm-hmm. other non fighting things, so it's almost like. A lot of times the movie is slow motion just when they're trying to like emphasize some kind of point. Mm-hmm. If they had just stuck with certain kicks or punches or whatever to emphasize that and then gone back, but it, it was like it was a lot. I mean, it, you, you're just yeah. constantly hitting it. And I was think I, I think it was just their attempt to do something different than everyone mm-hmm. else. And well, it didn't work that well. The thing is, they're trying to be mystical with those fights and with right. and with those elements. Right. And I think, don't quote me on this, I think that comes from like '90s era martial arts films. It though, admittedly, well, that I've, was one of the things I've that I almost put in my likes. Yeah, was kind of the how the ruse were old, like but, crouching tiger, hidden yeah. dragon. But but the fighting. problem is, they didn't understand how they used it because they just like turned the slow mo on and then would leave it on for an entire fight instead of yeah. timing it yeah. for right. actual yeah. moves where it would make yeah. sense. But if so, you think about so, it, I mean, too, yeah. I, I thought 50 50 i thought i liked the idea i think right. it was executed poorly yeah i think like you think about like some anime fights and stuff like there's there's a hit that's emphasized right like kirk's saying like something yeah. maybe slowed yeah. down to see like the person's face like i'm moving or whatever but but do it in that way <laughs> like you said don't leave the whole fight scene that way it's like the editing process they just turned it on and went and had coffee though like, yeah fight scenes another minute or two we're good just leave it on yeah there. It just I well, they needed to add ten more minutes to the time, so they just slowed down the fight. <laughs> yes, yeah. Instead of adding in plot, 
<laughs> Why would we add in plot? It's going at 90 miles an hour as that it is, is true. with no explanation. So, well, I, that's what I said. Fix the, yeah, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's your second dislike, Kirk? Yeah. Um, I got lots of dislikes. I was hoping that many of you guys would hit. And, and my number one, and I'm, I, I, I just still can't get over this. The rating of this movie is PG. And there are some things in here that I had to skip past while my eight-year-old was watching. Fair. And it, it, it just, uh, let me just say this. Them uh, saying, you know, crap, but the other version, like, seven times in a row mm -hmm, was a little yeah. overboard. Right? But on top of that, the relationship, so, uh, um, Jacob, you said Komodo. And, and, mm -hmm. and I didn't dislike him. He was really over the top. But I think Komodo was for a different movie. Like if, if like this, he's a great baddie, but he was like almost like uh, not for the audience because I mean he's 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 having like a menage with these two girls and they're <laughs> fighting over it in front of him. They're kissing and going at it, and the implications are there. Yeah. The implications are there, and I'm like, yeah, well, this doesn't make sense. He's like, I just didn't like you. Didn't need it. I hate when you're just doing it for, you know, uh, uh, the, 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 for, for, we'll be a little edgy, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we're just, oh, this might be cool to throw in. And I wish, and I know PG is parental guidance. I get it. But PG to me is almost always under 13, right? Yeah. I mean, that's just, yeah. that's how you put it in my mind. You got G, PG, PG 13. So I'm thinking anywhere under 13 would do this. And, I don't know. Uh, I, maybe it's just because I'm now saved and Christian and kind of going that path. I just didn't like it or agree it. I just didn't. I, didn't, I hated it. Fair. I can see that. Yeah. Jacob, what's your second dislike? Okay, so like we've all watched a Mission Impossible movie here or there, right? Yes. Okay. Did anybody watch uh, John Woo's Mission Impossible too? I did not. It's the next one on my it's list. It's been a long time. In, in my defense, Mama kind of soured that whole franchise on me because okay. she hated that first movie. Oh, okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. I, I've heard <clears throat> be like, I remember watching it was okay, but the second one I love because they're again had this amazing soundtrack with uh Lip Biscuit mm. and Metallica and that kind of stuff because that uh -oh. was my era going into that kind of music. Right. But uh John Woo in this movie and a lot of his other films, he was known for doing slow motion. You know, kind of going to Andy's Andy's point, where there 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 is the use of the use of slow motion to emphasize a point or to emphasize a kick. This it is, this is John Woo with his pigeons, but in overdrive. There there's, mm. there are so many scenes where everything is like it's slowed down for no reason, or the entire fight scene is just, it's it's like Drew said me like you know is is my is my is my internet lagging. Because there's so many scenes where it's just like it's just like the kicks and the the, the fighting choreography is so slowed down for no reason, and I, I think it's there there again. This was the late mid to late '90s, so there was this emphasis to be like there was the oh we're gonna we're going to uh, embrace the uh, the uh, the kung fu movies coming from uh, Japan. And China, I mean, China. Sorry, coming from China, but I think just be like I understand where they were going with it, 
but it was the overuse and oversaturation of the mo the slow motion be like if, if they would be like there again this movie like we've all said this movie is going at a neck break a neck breaking pace and it's be like oh we need to slow it down oh let's just make a character slow down a little bit for a second and it just be like learn to put like slow motion where it needs to be not every mm -hmm. like anytime a character enters a room they gotta slow down a little bit it's like it, it became so irritating <laughs> and there again be like, I, was, I was the exact same when drew posted that uh it's like uh is my internet lagging is something going wrong but nope it's just a movie yeah so yeah this this movie needs to be like be like has me like loves the idea of slowing down about everything yeah so yeah third like i mean second dislike yeah my second dislike for this i was going to say pacing but that kind of goes in with everything else right so i'm gonna talk about the fact that there are so many side characters in this mm. oh, that yeah. feel like they have story and we never get to hear a thing about it true Granted, I don't know how you cram that in with everything else outside of making it a television series, but I mean, you just looking at the villains, you've got three three sets of minions. Uh, one of them is a discount Maleficent from True. from Sleeping yeah. Beauty, and I'm kidding. like, I want to. This looks like an interesting character. Y'all gonna kind of remind me of Evil Lynn. Oh, Evil Lynn. I mean, yeah. I think more like Scorpina or something like that. It's more like that. And the thing, that was it, the other one I was thinking of. It feels like they added these characters because they're in Power Rangers. Right. But Power Rangers had time to develop them. Hmm. Uh, even when you look at Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, and it had to develop, uh, uh, what's the pig's name that was new to that movie? Uh, either way. Yeah. We oh. learned quickly enough about him that it was fine. We didn't. It didn't matter that he was a minion with virtually no backstory. Yeah. I think we already knew Goldar because he's Goldar, yeah. but it worked there because we had, he had just a couple lines enough to make me go, okay, this is who this character was. You look at all these other characters. They're just people in costume. They're not yeah. characters is what it feels and, like. And yeah. to your point on, on saying that it could have been a, a, you know, a 25 point series or whatever, what I would have really loved is have less, extra characters and more characters that fit the kangaroos mm -hmm. i mean like what why, why are there just four kangaroos there and two other animals and everybody else is normal yeah like yeah. It, it just didn't make sense you have all these characters mm -hmm. that you're introducing why are they all there why what is going on why are you at this place right there's a part of the plot holes and a part of yeah. those characters basically so what a, basically what we're all saying is Write a movie, not a show. If you're writing a movie, <laughs> right? Yes. Make, make, yeah. make it a, be like either make it a two part film or a twelve episode TV show right. on Netflix. You know what format you're in going into. If you're if you create a world building for a second thing and now you're stuck with the other, you're gonna have to make some cuts that aren't that aren't um, that aren't fun to make. But you I kind of felt them. like like in Jumanji. You know, Jumanji's a portal you know, yeah. type fantasy and, 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 and they go into Jumanji mm -hmm. and then they find the guy and they realize he was from the real world. Yeah. I was waiting for that. When, when, when did those guys come in? Mm -hmm. When did this all happen? And then it wasn't. And yeah. I was like, um, okay. It really felt well, like Ryan was, it really felt like Ryan was the only person from the real world that made it here outside of 
possibly us finding out Ming did it before him. Yeah. Why? Where did the rest of these humans come from? And I really felt yeah. like they were going to make a reference to maybe Komodo yeah. was a human from the regular world that maybe came in with Ming and then Ming escaped and left him there. That would have been an interesting plot point. Yeah. But the only other one that I, thought I can was, tell was, he was just always there and went cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> the only one I thought was Alicia because she does mention in one spot, she said, you know, with her parents, I wish I knew my parents mm-hmm. and her brother. And it, it almost seems like, yeah. you know, in the real world, like that thing. But then even to our point, it's like, like Komodo, like starts calling her. And then the next scene, she's bad. What, what happened? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? I still don't get that, that transition. Yeah, there's just no, there's, they're, they're not connecting these, these things. So anyway. Well, what I would have loved is the guy, the the, the chef, if he would have been the master Chung's yeah. son or something. The, the guy who trained the ruse, if he was the chef, and those guys were related, and that's how he got the book, and that. And we would explain that portion. Yeah. And that would have told us why this portal's even there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I know you're getting bullied by those guys. And I have a premonition. <laughs> you're yeah. going to the water plant that has a toxic portal to another world. Here's the book. <laughs> I mean, yeah. whatever. Exactly. All right. So we have reached the end of our likes and dislikes. So yes. we do need to rate this film. Uh, what are y'all rating it? All right. So. When I think I, I had high nostalgia that was tied to it, but I have to be honest. Um, there's this movie we we talked about it with so much potential, but the execution just fell flat. Like it just whether it was mm-hmm. budget, but it might have been, I don't even know. So so giving it, and, and if I'm if I'm correct, you're saying to the nearest. Nearest half. Uh, yes. I don't want to give a whole number, so I'm going to put a half on. A, a 3.5. And the reason I'm going to do that is this is this is not, I mean, how I watched it, obviously, to prepare for this again, but I'll probably go another 20 years before it, it, it even is on my radar yeah. again. It's not That's a rewind um, for me. Um, and honestly, three probably nostalgia is playing a lot to that. It could, I, I could go even lower. I just think that for all of like the things that could be cool about the movie, everything else just falls flat. Like I, I it's a shame. I want it to be better than it is. So three and a half, we're going to go there. Kirk. I feel that I would going in the movie in my mind's eye, seeing what we were seeing, I went in thinking probably in the seven to eight neighborhood, like seven, like not the greatest, not the worst kind of middle of the road. Mm -hmm. eh, It's something from my childhood. Uh, I looked at all the other kind of uh, ratings, you know, Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, whatever. Most of them put it right about a four and a half to a five. So I was like, oh, that's probably a good spot um, because I'm trying to envision me, nine-year-old me watching Mm -hmm. this. But what, to your point, Andy, I'm not nine years old anymore. I'm 45. I'm looking at the movie. I love all the potential. I wish it was better. I wish it was rebooted. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, I know I know that's like a big deal. Like people, uh, don't reboot my childhood. This one needs a reboot. Yeah. And yeah. Um, let, let somebody with some real money come in and actually make these guys with, you know, maybe CGI or whatever. So I'm going to land. I am going to land on a 
four. It's not right in the It's not a middle where I want to see the potential, but it's not really rewatch. But I do like the potential. I wish it was better. Um, but any number below a six works for me. If you say it's a one, I get you. Right. You know, I get it. I'm going to go with a four. Okay, four. All right. uh, I'm going to give it a five because it's, it's there going to be like there's this great potential. They had so much built up to what they were trying to do with the film and it just the, the execution wasn't great be like you that, have you have characters you have design you have world building you have all this great stuff they're trying to do with this film and it just failed miserably but it's one of those films to be like it's like okay be like i've watched this film it has like all these really good potential points but then it's more the execution is done terribly and there again, be like I think, kind of going to where our, our main character, our, our child character, has to learn this great lesson or something like that. But I think putting it kind of in a five, it's kind of the middle. That kind of like Kirk said, kind of giving it a four or five, where it's it's not this utter piece of garbage that no one needs to go watch, or giving it a ten, you know, a, a ten, where be like this. If you were giving it a ten, I'd have to check you for COVID. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's like you're running it are you running a temperature are you okay jacob yeah <laughs> but uh yeah i'll give i'll give this movie a five it's it's got this nugget of potential like kirk said be like if like one of these films that needs a reboot make, make it a franchise make it i a mean if it would have went the princess bride slash never-ending story yes. route yeah that, that would have been yeah. amazing that would have been absolutely amazing if they would have done that but there again, limitations, budget, what have you. Be like if they would have a little more budget and they would have stretched the story out into like a two-hour film or whatever. But there again, like Kirk said, be like trying to put yourself in that that uh that nineteen ninety-seven version of you, like watching Batman Forever or something like that. Uh just like enjoying the crud out of this film. But there again, be like, you know, I'm I'm 40 now and I, I see the potential. I enjoy the potential. It's just like, it just kind of goes, it goes belly up with mm -hmm. a lot of it. But yeah, it's, it's a five. Drew? I have been watching a lot of tokusatsu lately. Yes. And a lot of it is not what I would consider good filmmaking just because it's cheap. Yeah. But some of it is still enjoyable. And that has somewhat informed my thought here because good night they tried so hard with this a lot harder than i've seen a couple other things recently i think the problem is like i said it's should either be a two-hour movie or a 24 episode tv show or something i would love for them to remake this in a animated form like a, a 2d oh either a 2d oh, anime yeah. or a 3d Absolutely. uh Dude, that was one of my closing arguments clone wars yes. movie mm -hmm. i would our ask TV show. I would love to see something like that. Looking at the what we have with all the world building, it's just got so much potential mm -hmm. that is mostly squandered. Mm -hmm. So, all in all, I have to go four point five. Okay, it's got a lot of the good. It's got a lot of good pre-production, and a lot of its regular production is good. Mm -hmm. It's just the story is so fast and mm -hmm. contains so much without without developing any of it that it just turns into a fever dream 
Agreed. after a while because i don't know why things are happening because you've only said it once an hour ago and i don't remember what you said an hour ago what what, what thing was said behind somebody's back and off screen an hour mm -hmm. ago to remind me why this is happening so yeah 4.5 it's got a lot of heart it's got yep. a lot of effort it's just not executed well at all fair mm. I thought I was high pointing it at a four. I'm glad you guys went four, five, and five. I'm surprised I went I went low end on that one. So I'm but I think I mean yeah. I had some I mean we just we did just last week watch a type animated Titanic movie oh, where nobody God. died. It. it was I, so saw bad. It. I, I watched that. That was no. so uh, I mean in comparison, oh, yeah. <laughs> this is actually good. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh that's that's gonna be it for the review. Uh, we're gonna hit the intermission and then on what the are we, what are we watching next? Oh, next week. I forgot about next yeah. week. Some dude with a polar bear. Oh, was the polar bear next week? Yes, polar bears next. I week. was hoping the one with the fairies was next week. Nope, it's with a polar bear. Hey, yeah, yeah. That would be Norm of the North. North. That's next oh. week. Yeah. What I keep hearing in the film, it's not good. It's well. Thank How you. You're we welcome that? for giving you this. Yes, <laughs> yes we, we really do appreciate that. Yes. <laughs> A nice palate cleanser before the... Before the... Uh, yeah. It's, uh, Hopefully it's not bad as Leo the Lion. We don't talk about Leo. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we're going to hit the intermission. Uh, join us on the other side, and we'll talk. be talking about what we've been watching what's in the news, and maybe some interrogating, and then uh, some X-Men. This podcast is a proud member of Culture Box. Whether you enjoy geeky reviews, comedy, or original fiction, you can open up the Culture Box and find something excellent for your soul. Point your web browser to culturebox.media. This week, we're promoting The Rushmore Show. The Rushmore Show is the place for ranking the ultimate top four in sports, video games, nostalgia, movies, and so much more. Each week, Andy and Kirk spark engaging discussions and friendly debates, making The Rushmore Show your compass in the realm of pop culture rankings. You can find more at YouTube at their YouTube channel, The Rushmore Show, where it's all about your top four and nothing more. Those guys sound cool. Oh, yeah, they do sound cool. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a blast. The Cellcast would also like to thank the following patrons, Ashley and Francisco Ruiz, Book of Gaming, and PaulJPowers.com. If you want to hear your name written on, or read on the show, and plus see uh, some, here are uncut reviews, and maybe some artwork from Jacob from time to time, uh, just join us over, uh, feel free to go and give, give us some money over on Patreon. <laughs> and uh, for those of you wondering why Deedlet's not reading this, we had a little bit of a fight and uh, because I needed to add Rushmore show to our lineup and she didn't want to edit it. That's why I've had that other person on our Patreon list for so long. And I keep having to talk over it to say, don't, don't listen to this name. Uh, so uh, I'm now doing the live readings for this. So yay. <laughs> yes. Yes. We'll talk about it later. Anyway. So, guys, I have a question for y'all. What have you been watching? Uh, Andy, why don't you go first? Or Kirk, well, I don't care which one. 
Yeah, well, you said Andy, so I'm gonna I'm gonna jump the gun on that. You know, it's interesting. It's funny, and I don't know if Kirk's gonna mention this. We didn't really talk about this, but uh, we are doing in October. We're talking about TV, and we put out this challenge to each other over the last uh, I don't know year. Really, it's been. Uh, I'm gonna watch a show that he really enjoys. He's gonna sh- watch a show that I really enjoy, and we're gonna do an episode where we do some kind of review or something like that, some sort of Rushmore. Anyway, all that awesome. said, all that said, I have been glued to the Goldbergs. The Goldbergs has been my show that I've been, I, I love it. It's so good. It's, it's, just, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, based in the eighties and it's about, it's all about nostalgia and living in the eighties. And our show is all about nostalgia as it is. Um, so it's, it's just a cool trip down that. You get to see movies, action figures, cultural pop, pop culture stuff, everything news that was happening in the eighties. And it's, and it's super fun. So I've been, I've been hooked on. I'm season six of ten. I think it's still currently. Uh, they have new episodes coming out, so I mean they're in ten ten seasons. It's, it's lasted a while. Hmm. Anything else? Yeah, I am uh, doing the same challenge, and uh, <laughs> I am watching Andy's favorite television show of all time, one of the two. And uh, we actually did an episode last year of what well. Uh, every October is our top four television shows of certain genres. And we just kind of figured since mine's the Goldbergs and I had never watched his all the way through and he had never watched mine, I decided I was going to take on it. So I am in the last season of The Office. And oh, oh. Uh, that is, uh, yeah, I had only watched a handful of show episodes and i am watching the office and this october we're going to do an episode uh my george against your george of some sort and uh he's going to discuss some things from the goldbergs i'll discuss some of the things from the office side note i am watching fringe as well started that back over that's a good show uh, that's that's really cool too so i'm kind of watching those two together Uh, that's that's where i'm at cool all right Jacob. So we are doing a crossover. Yes. Another crossover with another channel. Well, we, we already crossed over with him once for another animated TV, six episode animated that TV is show. Boy. About, that about King Kong. Yeah. Wait, was it actually about King Kong? Because he was only in what, three episodes? Yeah, it was Skull Island. Yeah. Good uh, night. Annie. Oh, boy. We don't talk about Annie. We don't talk about Annie. Oh my gosh, that was that was a rough episode. Oh my gosh, but we are we are reviewing uh, Gamma Rebirth on Netflix for Monster Island Football with Nate Marchian, and uh, I'm in episode two right now. I was I was trying here. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. When you are be like I'm, I'm where part of my job is. Be like, I'll go over to our gas station and sit over there for a couple of hours and just you know watch the pumps. So I tried. you watched this while you were at work? I tried. <laughs> I tried because they're getting you on a phone. Yeah. It's really tiny. And it's like, nope, this thing gonna work. This is not gonna work. Oh, so I don't know where that animation is. It might have looked better on your phone. <laughs> true. That is so true. So to be fair, I watched Warriors of Virtue on my phone. Oh, okay. Fair. So Okay, so for the most part, most people are like, oh, no, you, you can't go in the middle of an episode and watch something, right? Be like, you have to follow it, you know, episode by episode, right? So I watched 
I watched one episode. I mentioned this on the on a the a previous episode or two. I started watching one episode. I was so confused. What was going on? Who was this? Who was this? And like, didn't have the full understanding because they didn't watch the previous show. But then they drop episode five, and I'm like, wait a minute. They're bringing this character back in. Whoa, whoa, this, whoa, whoa, this actor? What are we talking about? I'll get to it in a minute. Okay, I thought we were still talking about Gamera. No, cool your jets, cool your jets. <laughs> so what I'm referring to is Ahsoka. Ah, uh, on so Disney okay. Plus. I have not watched episode five yet. Uh, okay. So, like, so be like there again. I've only watched episode one and a little bit of episode two, but be like you get on social media and all you see is all these amazing clips people put in. It's like. What in the world is going on? I have to watch that. I don't care if I'm, you know, a couple episodes behind. I need to watch this episode. And it was freaking fantastic. Oh, my gosh. Because it's this, you know, inner struggle with characters and who they are and be like their their lessons they need to learn. And I was like, oh, my gosh, do not spoil what's going on if you haven't seen it. But, oh, my gosh, episode five is like like some people on the Internet. It's be like probably the, the best episode best television ever i would disagree with that but it's so well done and i was like I was, I was my i was blown away i was like oh my gosh they brought this character in and they use certain lines here and there here and there it's just like oh my gosh this was amazing I'm, so i'm there with yeah. you jacob I, I watched episode one and two and and again i haven't gone past that it, it was a very slow start but i will say i watched andor when it came out and it started out really slow but I really enjoyed it at the end. So yeah, I still need to watch Andor. It is, dude. If it's that yeah, last, I the last it, scene uh, in it, Andor makes everything worth it. The last scene, you're like, oh my gosh, it's amazing! It's so good. But I mean, it, it gets yeah, it gets I'm, way better as it gets in. But it's only like eight episodes, six, eight, whatever. I haven't watched Ahsoka because I haven't watched Andor and the latest season of Mandalorian. And well, I mean, technically, you don't need to watch those for this show. Yeah, uh, but watching I like Rebels will be a big help. Yeah, <laughs> I like to do things in order. I've seen I've seen Rebels. Okay, hmm. so I just like watching them in order. Fair enough. Uh, other than that, I like in just doing my notes. I got done notes early. Oh, fun fact! Fun fact: there is a uh, this is not Mark channel on YouTube. Mm -hmm. uh, he does Dragon Ball reviews and the whole bit. So he's currently going through the Boo Saga. Oh my word! Yeah. So there's a, there's a slow burn. Yeah. The, <laughs> the funny thing is, okay. So everybody knows about Team Four Star, right? Yes, they've never done this season because they got in trouble with Toei. Yeah. They're doing it. <laughs> I'll believe it when I see episodes released. Well, what the, what they're doing? Because right last now, I heard, it's not happening. Yeah. But what they're doing is they're doing uh, DBZA boo bits where they're 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 taking little segments from this arc and just, you know, doing their thing to it. And it's done so well. Be like you take the point where uh, the G or Majin Vegeta at this point is going to sacrifice him in order to defeat boo. And it's just like it's so well done. It's just like it's got that same gritty comedy you have from Dragon Ball's Get Bridge. And it's just, you know, updated. And it's just like, wow, this is really good. I was thoroughly impressed with it. And plus, you know, you know, I'm not Mark, like does an incredible job with, you know, doing a deep dive analysis on these mm -hmm. shows. 
And I've learned so much from watching his, you know, analysis of, you know, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball GT, and uh, Super, which apparently Super was kind of just what the world were they thinking? No, GT is what in the world they're thinking. Super is actually pretty good. But uh, I enjoyed Super. I can't speak for anybody else. That is true. But I still uh, need to finish Super. So apparently he teamed up with uh, Team Four Star to get these little segments done. And now Team Four Star is putting them out. And it's just like, oh, my gosh, the the nostalgia of this guy saying it's like, oh, my gosh, have you heard of Dragon Ball Z abridged? And just watching episode after episode, it was just so much fun. And then, you know, then having to, you know, having the, you know, coming back with it a little bit with uh, Boo Bits was just absolutely fun as can be to watch. So, yeah. Yeah. Boo Bits. Sounds so bad. It does. <laughs> and I'm sure that's intentional to knowing Team Four Star. Uh, true. Uh, I have been watching, uh, like like you said earlier, Gamma Rebirth. I actually mm-hmm. finished Gamma Rebirth uh-huh. this afternoon. And uh, like I posted in a text to you and Nathan, I have never been so happy to see somebody get eaten before. <laughs> oh, my oh, my word. Uh, I was hoping it, it was one of the students. It's... A, the problem with that show, and I'm I'm trying to hold back because we're going to be talking about this more when we record yeah. with him on Monday. Yeah. But uh, the problem with the show is that they animated the whole thing in that pseudo anime 3D. Oh gosh. And that's the problem because yeah. if they had just done the monsters, which look good, the monster fights look great in this yeah. style. The actual human beings who are just sitting around talking look like they're being animated like in the like th- their frame rate is in the single digits. Uh, yeah. It's how it, it's, it's weird. And it's like, it y'all shouldn't have done it that way. It doesn't work. Yeah. But I, I, overall the story was good. The show has been enjoyable, at least for me. I know you're, you haven't got caught up yet, No. but you've yeah, got, because, you've got a weekend to do that. Yeah, that's true. My, mine would have been, it's like, okay, I'd never heard of Gamera. I've heard this guy talk about Gamera and it's like, Oh, it's a turtle who flies yes because he's got magic and he can fly or he he pulls a uh, a mobile suit gundam and transforms into flight mode it's like okay this is weird but okay but uh other than that of course i watched star trek lower decks of course yes. uh yesterday i still need to watch this week's ahsoka uh and that's pretty much what i've been watching because the rest of my time has been spent playing starfield ah how is starfield it's a very fun game. Hmm. I highly suggest it. So if you've got the means. Yes. So yeah, that's what we've been watching. Uh, so Jacob, what do we have in the news? The cell cast news with your host, Jacob Heron. Yeah, it, admittedly, Deedlet's been a little cranky with us since uh, yeah. Nathan was here last week and Jimmy. Oh, god! Jimmy kind of messed something up in there, and I still got to get in there and clean it out. Yeah, thanks, so, Jimmy. Yeah. All right, so speaking of Dragon Ball, 
All right, this October, in celebration of the 10th anniversary of Dragon Ball Z Battle of Gods, Goku and friends return to the big screen to save Earth in one in one of the most epic battles of Dragon Ball Dragon Ball franchise. Toei Animation and Fathom Events uh, announced plans to re-release the film in a, a special two-day event starting October 17th and 18th in theaters across the United States. Hmm. Fans can enjoy the celebration more than 800 theaters through the Fathom Events. Check your local listings. So, yeah, if you want to go see a very fun Dragon Ball movie in theaters, there you go. Yeah, that, that one was a fun one. So, yeah, that's all I have for news. Unless oh, really? Just that one little bit? Yeah. Unless, oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Not like everything else was like, okay, we reviewed, we we talked about that last week. Are we yeah. like, you know, this has been, you know, plagued to death. No, I, I just didn't know we'd been, it, the news had been that slow. Yeah, it's kind of slow. All right. Then uh, we have an interrogation to do. Yes. Interrogation. All right. So, as as our uh, listeners uh, know very fondly, that if we have guests on, they we get we uh, give them a bombardment of questions that are not they're not prompt. They don't know what's coming. So, gentlemen. So, first question: What was the the? Because I know we we have guest starred on your show, and you very obligingly came over to our show. Thank you very much for that. Mm-hmm. So. The big question is, what was the 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 cartoons in your life that you know inspired you as a kid? Ooh, ooh. um, yeah. So I, I, I am all about Nickelodeon in the '90s. So if it's going to be Doug, Hey Arnold, Rugrats, um, just all of these ones, Ah Real Monsters, The Wild Thornberries, mm-hmm. Rocket Power, all of these cartoons that came out in the 90s in uh with nickelodeon but but also on top of that so obviously i was all things nickelodeon um if you watch the rushmore show anytime we talk about cartoons i make sure to bring up Mm -hmm. nickelodeon um it's just it's it's everything about me but also on top of that i was big fox kids so we're gonna be talking we'll be talking about x-men here in a little while but uh Man, you talk about you know X Men, all of those other the, the Spider Man, all the you know all of these cartoons. I loved the Tick. The Tick was a fantastic one. Like just that one all, was fun. I, it was super fun. So all of those um, did. I mean, I could go on for forever. Animaniacs, Pinky and the Brain. Um, I could just keep going on. So if it was a cartoon, Pokemon. Like if, I was, I was all all about it. So uh, if I had to hone it in though. Anything in that '90s kind of time frame with Nickelodeon for sure was all me. Kirk, yeah, I'll I'll jump in. I'm 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 more the '80s side of things. Um, I Saturday morning cartoons with cereal. <clears throat> We've had two episodes on the Rushmore show that have honed in on this. One of them was you. Uh, you guys came on for mm-hmm. intro music to, to to that, and then we had. Another another episode where we did our top four cartoons ever, and and I'm just most of my cartoons are going to be in the '80s, uh, whether it's GI Joe, He Man, uh, Voltron. If it's, it, I just love everything '80s that that how animation started. I even like the USA Cartoon Network, which brought some of the the older syndicated yeah. stuff from mm-hmm. the '70s, um, but. Uh, and, and you mentioned it, Andy. Early '90s was really great with like Batman, 
Uh, mm-hmm. That was my George. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go and check that out, Batman the Animated Series. Uh, love X Men, which it was was kind of an awesome to review that. But Ghostbusters, man, underrated. So mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many. Chip and Dale, the, all the Disney afternoon cartoons were fantastic. Darkwing Duck, Chip mm-hmm. and Dale, uh, Ducktales. Mm-hmm. I am all <laughs> over those. So that would be where I live. Um, yep. I didn't say one okay. more because of my my. Go ahead. One more. I love Space Ghost Coast to Coast when it came back on Cartoon Network at late night. <laughs> but Kirk doesn't like adult. Yeah. So I get I, I understand. Yeah, I am I am kind of anti adult themed cartoons, which is one of the reasons uh, uh, I didn't whatever that I Warriors just got on. But I, I just I just don't like the crudeness in the midst of an uh, animation. I just don't. I sure. never have. Sure. So ever since you guys do a, you know, more countdown thing with Rushmore, be like, what would be your, not great, you guys could use this whatever you want, but what would be one of the film, one of the cartoons, if you were to do a Rushmore show over like your, your most hated cartoons, that's anime Mm. or anime or Western or whatever. Be like, what? What would be one of them? What would be one show that you absolutely despised well, growing I just, up? I, I just really said it. I mean, it's any, it's any of those adult ones, but South Park, uh, Family Guy, mm-hmm. anything that evolve around those type of cartoons. Yeah, I, I just don't like them. Um, I, I usually love cartoons. I love sitting down with my eight year old and watching cartoons. I could do it all day, um, but I, that, there's just something about it that I just there was a time where I loved like Beavis and Butthead and Ren and Stimpy, but now that I'm older and I look back, I'm like, gosh, it's so terrible. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just don't get in it anymore. That would be my. So two things we could that... call those uh mores, by the way. That's what we call them. Yeah. <laughs> um, t- for me, two things come to mind. Number one, because I'm such a '90s Nickelodeon fan, I hated when Disney got the rights to Doug. And everything that they changed. Why did I know that was on this list? <laughs> oh my gosh! They changed everything. It was the voices, the 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 animation. Roger Klotz wasn't really like a super bully. Anyway, I hated that. But another thing that comes to my mind is like there there's certain cartoons that were designed for kids, but but not. So like there's ones that are labeled like we know it's an adult cartoon, a Family Guy, a South Park. Like we the time that those air is more geared towards adults, but like. So I'm thinking of specific ones from like Cartoon Network. So like Cow and Chicken was very weird. If you remember that one, like mm-hmm. the, pantless, the yeah. pantless devil was one of the characters. And it was just like, it was, ugh, it was weird to watch. Like, um, I was, was much more of a fan of I Am Weasel, but <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But that may just um, because Michael Dorn was in it. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but so there's that one, there's like, um, Growing up, I didn't like Courage the Cowardly Dog. It was it was really weird. Um, I guess that would be more more so what I'm thinking. But if if I'm gonna say my George of cartoons that I hate, it was Disney's Doug. Okay, that makes a lot of sense to me. Okay, so what is your favorite Western anime? No, By that he means uh, American, basically yeah, American, basis. not not anime. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> inspired by anime. Wait, inspired by anime? Yeah, 
Well, you know what I mean. Mostly. Mostly. Okay. <laughs> I know that's uh, a used curveball. Yeah. So, so Western yeah, made I, anime. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm I'm beyond and and I'm I could be wrong in this, so you can you can educate me. I was not um the biggest anime fan. Not that I was like not an anime fan, it just I didn't really venture into a lot of that stuff up. Um so like the main ones that I watched were your Dragon Ball Z and Pokemon. I mean, that was like the two things. But again, I, I don't know. Is that considered Western? I don't know. But um, the, no, was well, really what like Jacob's big... talking about is stuff more like Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah, stuff like that. Stuff that was yep. made and over here, but in an anime style. Yeah, Teen Titans, Teen Titans Go, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I was, but that was the one that I was throwing out there was Avatar. Um, and, and mainly because and it goes back to the Warriors of Virtue. That's what I thought of mm-hmm. uh, when I was, saw the all the things that they were doing. But when I go back to talking about my book, right? Uh-huh. If I was to take three stories to mash them together to make my book, right? Would be Avatar meets uh, uh, like a Narnia, if you will. Yeah. But have Final Fantasy essence of the video game in mm. it. That's oh, okay. basically my book. And, and I love I love Avatar. I, I mean, I just get Maybe I'm wrong with this. Me one and my too, son are kind of going through that right now, actually. Yeah. So that just got brought back to my mind was going to work with Samurai Jack. I don't know. Oh, oh yes. yeah. I'll, so I'll count that, that as really anime. Enjoyed Samurai Jack. So thinking about that one now, I had to think about it. But yeah. That, that is, I'll call it anime because it's definitely Asian inspired, though yeah. I think it's more kung fu movie than at the normal anime but I, i'll count it i'll count it right Samurai jack was fun yeah okay so here's another one so if you had the opportunity to go see a uh an animated film that you've never seen in theaters had the opportunity to go see it in theaters what film would it be oh hands down hands down the transformers movie transformers right. the movie yeah the one yeah. that you guys started on yeah all day every day mm-hmm. that movie to me is one of the best movies ever and i wish i would have saw it in theaters i would not be surprised if it ends up in theaters in the next five years again yeah yeah, yeah that, so that, that, was, would... that was one of the uh the, the movies that kind of uh cemented you know the cell cast mm-hmm. because i mean if you're talking about movies from my past right nostalgia yeah. things that really throw a landmark somewhere in my my life stream if you will uh that movie meant a lot to me when it came out i owned it and the death of optimus and all that stuff i would just i think it would have been really cool to transport back to 1985 or six or whenever it was and be sitting in the theater watching that that would just been really cool so i mentioned before i'm not as not as huge into the anime side of things but one movie that I way later than what it had originally come out uh, screen was Spirited Away. Spirited Away ooh, was, ooh. was, uh, was a, that's a lot easier to get a hold of because studio, studio Ghibli does that like every year they re-release all yeah, that stuff exactly. in theaters. Right, so it's on the TV screen, but you know, to go see her. I love the animation. I love the story. So I had never really watched any of those until recently getting uh what Max it's called now, but HBO Max mm-hmm. had a couple of those on there. And I watched a whole bunch of them kind of just binge watching. And man, those are fantastic watches. I just mm-hmm. love them. Oh yeah. 
there's a reason we do a studio ghibli month every year yeah and honestly be like me be like being the be like i enjoy animation do not be wrong i enjoy anime uh when he started introducing studio ghibli films i was like oh my gosh where have some of these been in my life hmm. because it just be like the way and they're gonna he's got another film coming out yeah yeah later this year i don't know if we're gonna react to it or not but yeah but it sounds it's it's a it's a studio ghibli uh hayamizaki film i mean it's got your last name in it that's true a hair boy and boy and a heron <laughs> yeah not the fish not the bird i don't know there's <laughs> probably some fish in there too oh yeah probably probably <laughs> so like i like like i always like to say or like to tee up with our guests during this segment uh if you were to be uh trapped in a an anime world what would you want to be trapped into what world would that be oh anime or anime Andy, i'll let you go first any anime. cartoon cartoon yeah. western uh, anime cartoon. whatever oh wow ah, it, ah, ah. oh um the one that jumps out to me right away and i could be wrong maybe i think through this you know, again with it being interrogation kind of put on the spot here um my <laughs> one of my favorite cartoons is and i'm gonna go nickelodeon again but i'm gonna i'm gonna be in you know what no i'm changing it but it's still nickelodeon rocket power because if i get to surf mm. and skate all day and hang out at my dad's best friend's restaurant and get food there give it to me so rocket power is super fun i was gonna say hey arnold that was the other one because of uh just the the tight group of friends and everything so yeah but my brain is yeah, always um, on Nickelodeon, so, all, you know, it's just where I'm at. All of my favorite cartoons, as I'm thinking about them, seem very dangerous to be in their world. So I'm trying to think of one that's a little less uh, uh, deathly, uh, because, you know, you know, thinking of, like, Batman, that'd be cool, but it'd be not really cool. You're in death, like, yeah. you know, Voltron or, or, or what all. So I'm going to land on Phineas and I would love to land and hang out with Phineas and Ferb for the summer and find out what we're doing today. Excellent. So fi final, final question, final part of this interrogation. What was your favorite film animation wise you've seen in theater so far? Mm. I, I'll, I'll jump. I'll jump out. Um, listen, over the last month, I've gone and seen the new Ninja Turtles movie and I've gone and seen Elemental and I think Elemental trumps it tremendously. Really? Really? Okay. Uh I I listen, I love I love the Turtles movie but and I love Turtles, but I there was just something about that Elemental movie watching it with my kids. I mean, it was a tearjerker and I I just love the story. Um it's the first one that popped to my mind. Um it might not be the best Ever that I've seen in theaters, but it's definitely the most recent. Um, the the probably the best is Mario Brothers. Okay, to be honest. <sighs> so I kind of gave you a three for. Yeah, yeah, it's in the one that I'm thinking of, but the 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 most recent Super Mario. Yeah, it was mm -hmm. fantastic. It had just from an animation standpoint. Obviously, that was beautiful. All of that work, DreamWorks, that kind of stuff, but. Illumination. Everything that you could see 
it appealed to those who have been Mario fans from the beginning to brand new ones. The music that was in it, like the Peaches song, right? like we all think that's great, and it is. Yes. The subtle, the like subtle the video game tunes in the background. Yeah. Oh yeah. my yeah. gosh, everything, there was not, every was the most intentional, like, thought through of each individual element that I've seen, and it, it was. Yeah, I, it's fantastic. Like, like, I love when he goes down in the tunnel, it's like, do, 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 do. Yes. Yeah. Like, they were so thought, yeah, I love it. Oh, dude, I was super excited when they uh, were racing down the road. I'm thinking, okay, I know we're heading to Rainbow wow. Road. Are you going to play the Rainbow Road theme? <laughs> yes. And, yes, they're playing the Nintendo 64 Rainbow Road theme. I am here for this. Donkey Kong rap, dude. <laughs> My only rap, problem with the DK rap is they didn't actually credit the songwriter for it hmm. in the credits, uh, which stinks. But oh my Yeah, uh, I would say, yep, that's probably a, that's a probably good good choices. Okay. Yeah, I think personally just looking back, because I think my favorite film would probably be like you I could count like many ways like how much I you know love Tangled or something like that. Mm -hmm. But um the the movie that kind of stands out in my mind was going to see Lion King in theaters the first time. That was now, such an epic moment cinema wise. Funny story about Lion King, and it's probably one of the first animated movies I've ever seen in, in theaters, mm -hmm. if I can remember correctly. Uh, but it was my very first date. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Needless to say, it didn't work out. <laughs> okay. I would say there are two movie-going experiences of animated movies that are about equal, but only one of them do I still like the movie as much as I did the day of. Uh, that, that one would be Wreck-It Ralph, because oh, I just absolutely yeah. loved yes. that film, and I still so love that film. Yeah. But I will tell you, the first time I was in that movie theater watching the Lego movie, I was having the time of my life. Now, granted, I, I after, you know, I don't like it as much now, but that first time I watched, I was like, oh, this is great. Oh, I don't, mm -hmm. I, this is more than what this movie had to be. Mm -hmm. So if, if I did a Rushmore of animated movies, uh, Rush, like if we did that, the Lego movie would definitely be on it for me just because I think of the brilliant writing. Mm -hmm. There were so many Easter eggs in that movie that are just mind blowing to me. So I love that pick. All right. Nice. I think the interrogation's over. All right. Then let's go ahead and jump into our uh, review of, of these X-Men episodes. Mm -hmm. Previously on X-Men.
before we get too far into this, I need to make a comment over a trivia piece from last week's episode because this first episode kind of makes it sound like I didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> because I mentioned last week that that was the final appearance in the show yes. of Sabretooth, mm-hmm. Nightcrawler, and I think some, and, and somebody not, else. Not so much. Uh, that would have been the way the episodes originally came out. Yeah. <laughs> These episodes are in after season midway through season three x-men the animated series started being made out of order for some unknown reason so our first episode is from mid season four and our second one is from the end of season three in fact i think if i'm not mistaken this is the last season three episode okay so just putting that out there first episode of the night the lotus and the steel which first aired february third 1996 directed by larry houston and fred miller written by ted peterson and francis moss in this episode wolverine heads to japan for some solitude and soul searching but he finds his japanese friends under siege by a gang of bandits the guest cast for this episode includes don franks the Sabretooth, adrian hugh as nightcrawler Dennis Akiyama as the Silver Samurai and Wayne Robson as Master Oku. Trivia for this episode. When the villagers are wary of him, Logan asks, did I step on a duck? This is likely a reference to the line Rodney Dangerfield says after farting in Caddyshack, which to be fair, would not be the strangest reason to keep away from someone. (laughs) Clips from this episode, which aired prior to this one are from proteus part one 1995 weapon x lies and videotape 95 till death do us part part one 93 nightcrawler 95 out of the past part one uh, which is 1994 and dead reunions from 1993 are used to highlight wolverine's past his building control issues and reason for leaving the x-men nightcrawler's reflection is also seen in the mirror reiterating his advice to wolverine from the episode nightcrawler also, an interesting note with Logan's exoskeleton, he probably couldn't pass a security checkpoint to fly to Japan. No. Because they certainly couldn't get into the Statue <laughs> of Liberty in that one movie. Mm. Like, he he well, definitely wouldn't do it now. Oh, yeah. Mm. It's like, well, it's, I mean, he's got knives in his hands for crying out loud. That's true. And also, <laughs> I don't think T- the TSA was that, you know, strict back then. <laughs> true, but there were metal detectors. That is true. Well, maybe he just had to be like, he wanted a pat down instead. Oh, I'm sure that'd go over real well with Wolverine. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> so uh, uh, what are y'all's thoughts? Uh, Kirk, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, so uh, kind of uncultured swine when it comes to uh, the samurai. And until I watched the Wolverine movie and, you know, once I saw the Wolverine movie, I, I kind of like dug into it a little bit more. And uh, once I saw him, Cannon's, uh, Cannon's my son. Uh, mm-hmm. We were watching together. He's like, who's that guy, Dad? And I was like, oh, I think that's the Silver Samurai from Ala the movie. Um, I kind of liked... Uh, I, I wish I would have had more backstory. You know, you guys have been watching it for quite a while. And I, I love watching things through. Like I said earlier, seeing those flashbacks and whatever, I was like, man, I wish I kind of understood a little bit more. It kind of felt like you just got dropped in the middle of something. But it's classic wolverine man um this is what made us all love him he, he was a he, he just got irritated with everything and he, there was a while a time that he 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 shouldn't have been our favorite guy 
and and we all yeah. love him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he he he's just crazy. And uh, I kind of I kind of saw uh, Karate Kid two in this this episode. Like, you know, <laughs> okay. he's going and going over there to Japan and helping out the the villagers, you know, and and saving them from the bad guy. Uh, that's kind of how I felt with him. All right, Andy. All right, I got a few thoughts. First of all, we open up the episode with emo Wolverine uh, sharing all of his emotions and feelings with yeah. Professor X. That was fun. But I got questions. You know, like we talked about plot holes and what about a few of these? You already mentioned one, getting on a plane with you know metal running through your body. Um, but did you notice he only took one carry-on with him to Japan? He had a backpack. That was it. <laughs> How did he? How did he fit everything he needed there? Now, granted, he didn't need many shirts because if you notice in the episode, that dude's shirt is off more than it's on. Um, but yeah. one, one bag to Japan doesn't make sense. And then, second of all, second of all, well, there's three things here. Second of all, he there's this this girl who's you know from Japan. She's there, and at the end of the episode, they kiss. It's like, where did this come from? Like, none of this was talked about. This wasn't yeah. even a plot throughout the episode. Not that it has to be. I mean, I know it's like a 30-minute episode. So I get it. But mm-hmm. it third thing, I, I it was the most anticlimactic fight of a bad guy. He, like he ripped his he ripped his <laughs> ribbons and then he did you see Silver Samurai just kind of like tugged his head and walked away. I was like, oh, you got me. Like it was the worst. Yeah. It was so dumb. I didn't get it. Like there was more of a fight with his biker gang lackeys than there was with silver samurai. And look, I kind of thought about that, Andy, when, when it happened, I was like, wait, what? This is what they thought would be a good movie for Wolverine was this guy. This guy walked away. Kind of a joke. Well, <laughs> admittedly, I believe this episode and the Wolverine are based on the same comic book series or series, series of books mm-hmm. that dealt with Wolverine in Japan. So right. I guarantee you the comic books for this was probably a little more graphic. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> this show a little would allow. But you could have given me something. This is another show right. where nobody it, dies. You know, it's getting destroyed. We transported yeah. into season four, episode 15. Right. And then it, you just kind of like felt like, uh, okay, this is weird. And that then Jubilee, Jubilee, this, uh, this is a fourth point. Jubilee just shows up once everything's done. She just pretty much. She it doesn't do anything. And she's exactly. like, all right, yeah. well, let's go back to America now. You did nothing. I'm coming to save you, and she didn't even do anything. Yeah. She, she, she helped that one couple. Yeah. yeah. Was, that, there was a little sparkle. That's not it. She was talking to the locals like, Wolverine. He's here. <laughs> He's like, with that Oku guy. Oku guy. <laughs> yeah, right. This is so funny. But, yeah, anyway. Never calls him Logan. Ironically, if she'd have called him Logan, they'd have said, oh, he's right up the road here. Yeah. Logan's son. Introduce himself as Wolverine yeah. to these people. He's Logan's son. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they don't even know he's got claws. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> One thing that kind of bugged me on this, because I have watched a lot of anime and tokusatsu, is obviously... Well, they kind of made this look like it was 1960s era Japan, not 1990s. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's like a third world little village off of the little corner of nowhere. And I'm like, 
you know, I've watched a lot of this kind of stuff. I don't think that exists in Japan at all anymore. But at the very least, I was kind of letting it go because I'm thinking, okay, this biker gang is probably like Yakuza or something. And they obviously can't call them Yakuza because this is a kid's show and you don't mm-hmm. you, you don't even mention the mob, much less a, a cut rate, cutthroat organization like the Yakuza. Uh, but it, it was just really strange. It felt like I was watching... Uh, uh, seven samurai more than i was x-men in this except there was only one samurai and his name was logan uh but yeah i mean this was like like y'all said the fight was anticlimactic i'm still trying to figure out why they built an entire dam and filled it behind with lake water just, <laughs> yeah just to go this guy's and like and none of these micro game guys notice this <laughs> what wait it's off they built that dam overnight or something? Yeah, yeah. and and because like, you, you can see them in the earlier shot putting down one of those uh, a pylon, a, a pylon down in there. I'm going, did, did y'all just build that today? <laughs> and it's already backed all the way up full of water. Oh, it does. Where's the water like going that. the other no, side? With no, no, no other same stuff. people. Like, right. The same people who have been building a temple for years. Like who? who, who take, yes. Logan, yes. Logan, Logan, oh they can build a dam in a night. <laughs> yeah, and there, there's another thing. Be like, yeah, be like they're constructing this, you know, temple throughout the entire episode. It gets burned to the ground. Next episode, it's, it's already oh, halfway yeah. rebuilt. It's already halfway rebuilt. <laughs> did, did Wolverine go hyperdrive and be like? It's like. Well, I mean, he could. Well, I had Wolverine there cutting with his with his claws. That's what happened. I could see him cutting all those trees down because I can see that actually being the the. The slow point of this building it's not putting the logs on top of each other and sculpting and all that no it's getting people to go out there with probably a little rinky dink little uh saw that that's been rusted for 30 years trying to cut all these trees and and wolverine just goes out there and goes shink 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 okay there you go there's a, there's uh there, there's enough for your palace or your temple yeah he's he's a personal uh sawmill <laughs> he could be sure he very easily could be. Yes. Uh, what are your thoughts, Jacob? My thoughts, uh, kind of the same way. It's kind of a kooky story. And it, like, again, we get more Wolverine, which is like everybody's favorite character. Especially since we have not had much Wolverine since season two. That is true. That is so true. And the next episode, we get even more. Yeah. Um, there again, we'll be like, there again, not throwing shade on Storm, but oh my gosh, how much... How much more backstory do we need on this character? We got nuance. We got backstory on her. All I found out was that she was claustrophobic. That is true. And apparently, in that one episode, she was white. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you're you're not kidding. Go back and watch early episodes of X. There's, there's an early back. There's an early episode where they're doing the same flashback from the episode before, but they reanimated it and didn't color her the right skin color. Yeah, it's so bizarre. But anyways, uh. It's enjoyable for what it is. Be like, you get Jubilee. It's like, oh, I'm so worried about Wolverine. I'm going to fly to Japan in this little jet. Which apparently she knows how to fly. Yeah, which in other episodes, she's so terrible at flying these things. Mm-hmm. Well, she's not doing a good job at the beginning of this episode. That is true. That is true. But, like, it's it's an enjoyable episode. There again, what you guys brought up with the, the anticlimactic villain. It's like... Oh, Silver Samurai, he's supposed to be this big bad guy, but like once his little minions get defeated, he you know folds over, you know, like a like a puppy just rolls over and shows his belly. Mm-hmm. I'm done. 
It's like, oh, my tether got cut. Oh, well, I'm done. I feel like <laughs> the point of that was, and this is just be playing devil's advocate. The point of that was he has been dishonored. He can never show his face anywhere again. He hasn't shown his face anyway. And I'm still looking at going, uh, I don't care if this is a matter of honor. You fight this guy, Wolverine, and kick his tail. Because that's what I came to watch. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. Any more thoughts before we jump to the next episode? Nope. No, I have even more thoughts of the next episode. All yeah. right. Next one, we got Weapon X, Lies, and Videotape, which originally aired on June 11th, 1995, as the last episode of season three. It was directed by Larry Houston and written by Stephen Melching and Dave Dermott. In this episode, Wolverine discovers everything about his past life in the government program Weapon X was a lie, including his love affair with Silver Fox. Guest cast for this includes Don Franks once again as Sabretooth and Shannon Lawson as Silver Fox. Trivia for this. The symbol on Silver Fox's flying vehicle and costume a skull with tentacles is the emblem of the supervillain organization Hydra. That's right. This implies that Silver Fox is now a member of Hydra. Hell Hydra? Yes, Hell mm. Hydra. In the comics, Weapon X is the secret government program comprised of Wolverine and other mutants. The term Weapon X is never mentioned in the episode, only in the title. This episode is based on the Wolverine comics number 48 and 50 and 61 through 64. And the robot is named Talos after a Greek myth where the god Zeus created an automaton. And there is a cameo by Omega Red. And there is a goof in this episode about halfway through it where Wolverine and Sabretooth are talking to each other and the wrong voices are coming out of the wrong mouth. Yes. Oh, that was Which hilarious. made me laugh out loud when I saw it because they haven't messed up like that in a while. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and... Uh, Sorry, Kirk, what are your thoughts on this episode? You said you had a couple. Yeah, I I uh I was a little upset with this one. Uh you you kind of nailed it when you said the uh, guest appearance. I thought we were gonna go Omega Red for quite a bit in that one scene, and, and he was gone before he was even on there. Yeah. And I, I've always I've always liked that character. Um the story was I don't know, it was kind of convoluted for me. The 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 going back and forth with the flashbacks, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then I couldn't figure out if Sabretooth was really there or if he was in the dream or if he was there or not there or what was going on with that situation. And then all of a sudden, uh, Sabretooth are fighting and now they're best friends. And, and oh, are they going to announce that they're actually related? Nope, they didn't announce that they were related, but they kind of alluded to that they were related. But we're not going to tell you that they were going to do. Like, there were so many kind of things. I felt like I was watching Warriors of Virtue again because I was like, <laughs> there are so there are so many holes that are happening in this freaking episode. And then I was like, Silver... But So there was this one scene. Uh, Silver Fox looked like she was like uh, 75 years old. And I was like, mm -hmm. why is why is she look so old and wrinkly? And then like the next, ep the next scene, she looked like young and hot again. And I was like, what happened with the animation for that one cell or whatever they were doing right there? And um, I picked up on the voices too. Now I didn't, I didn't realize that they were coming out the wrong way, but I was like, man, Wolverine just kind of sounds off. He like, he just sounded a little different. There was a time where I felt like he sounded like Splinter from Ninja Turtle. I was like, 
and then I thought about it. I was like, no, he's not supposed to sound like that. But yeah, it's just just a weird episode. And then the bad guy, how easy was that bad guy? I mean, like, whap, he came out again. Whap, you're gone again. I was yeah, like, this yeah. is the guy who's supposed to bring him back. He, you took, like, he threw a blanket or whatever over him. <laughs> it's like putting a fire out. Yeah. Good night, you're gone. But yeah, it was a, it was black luck. So like, I, I, I love this show. I, this is one of the first shows I ever used the VCR to record. I just, the two episodes I got. Now, wait, I'll add this because I don't think we're going to say it. I even watched the next episode that is online to try and see if I could fill out some backstory. And it goes a whole different like It's not even close to what's going on. So I was that, like, that's been the thing since like midway oh through season I wanted to three. Know. Yeah, because it's it's weird because both the, these two episodes and the ones we did last week. Yeah. We're connected to each other, but they're not connected to anything else. And every episode since, like, after the Dark Phoenix saga yeah. has been, here's a random episode that kind of connects everything, but we've given up continuity. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can tell you this. To be fair, uh, 10-year-old me could care less about continuity. Oh, I can tell you, yeah. I didn't care at this time either. I had no idea. It was just, this is the episode that's on today. Yeah. yeah. Um, I actually but remember... Looking back, it's like, Man, I wish I knew what was happening. Yeah, I actually remember watching this episode when I was a kid, but I don't remember anything after they opened the door. You know what? It's funny. You guys talked about the airplane. One thing that I thought was funny was it just just was a funny scene, was him driving that car. Yeah. And I'm like, Wolverine doesn't seem like someone who would drive that car. Especially especially since I, I thought this was funny. It was a Lotus. Yeah, and yeah, we just yeah. got done watching the Lotus and the Steel. It's like that's I know because of how the the order of these episodes were made in a complete coincidence, but that is kind of funny. It kind of reminds me of the the movie Twilight, where no Kitty, not Kitty, my my brother and his now divorced wife, they were dating at the time, and so they wanted to go see Twilight because his his ex was a huge vampire fan watching this film absolutely atrocious and he literally stands in the middle of the film where i think it's in where be like some, some point where it's just like you know the 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 main good the main good guy the main good vampire edward be like drives up in a volvo I'm like <laughs> wait a minute you're driving a what you're driving a volvo really he literally stood up like what no, he's like, no, he's going to be a cool character. He's driving a Volvo. What? Arfin Nugent. <laughs> yeah. So this episode, so I'm glad you mentioned that they're out of order because I didn't, I assumed that. But I, the, yeah, my, the, first, my first thought of we the are following. Scene, we are, we are following this in the order Disney Plus gave it to us in. Sure. which is not the original order they were made in. This is okay. supposed to be in in the chronological order the episodes take place up. Okay. Well, because yes. my first thought is, as soon as the opening scene happened was, well, that trip to Japan did no good. Like, he's yeah. like, yeah. well, that was, that was for nothing. That was for nothing. Because um, he's freaking out again. And now it's just the same episode, but he's going to Canada with beast instead of japan with jubilee yeah. like it's literally yeah. the same thing's happening but <laughs> so i it was weird like kirk had said it was very like okay i gotta think this is where we're at now this is the thought like 
it, it, it took a lot more. Um, and it seemed kind of like peace part, whatever, but man, the one thing that stuck out to me in this episode and I can't get my head out of it was, was Talos man. And his, his nipple missiles, like, like they it yeah. flapped open and it was just, and it happened like twice. And I'll, uh, Austin Powers. Yes. Yes. I'm like, they knew that designing that. I mean, there was <laughs> like, there was some guy sitting in there and they were like, Kirk, you're on animation for Tella. Oh yeah, all right, I got it. I got a funny story there. <laughs> it was so weird, man. Um, and then the fact that Beast like just had to throw them all in the back of the truck at the end was was oh, uh, was super weird too. Like, so- well, let me pick them up and throw them in there, and then I'm gonna yeah. throw a bomb back at them. It was so weird. It was just a, I don't know. I didn't I didn't know what to think about that. Like the previous episode, the Lotus and the Steel was kind of clear cut. Like there was obviously things that we mentioned about it that are whatever. It was it was very easy to follow. This one was like, what is happening? Um, <laughs> What's but, happening? But yeah, so. That's my thoughts. And that just goes to show you that there's only one villain that is worthy of the X-Men's time. I am Magneto, master of Magnet. (laughs) I have to find an excuse to play that every episode during this. But uh, I, I do remember watching this episode as a kid. But like I said, I don't remember anything after they opened the door, and I could have sworn it was Lady Deathstrike that was there, not Silver Fox. <laughs> See that? Because I, I swear that's just what I remember. But that was well, that's what you dreamed. But that was back in '95. I was 10 years old, so whichever. Uh, I think uh, Lady Deathstrike was definitely a lot better looking. But. Uh, this episode, I, I did like this episode to some degree. It is convoluted in its storytelling. Yes. Uh, I, I, this is, in my mind, this was the episode where they actually explained how the Weapon X thing happened. And yet that was an earlier episode. Mm-hmm. So this one does kind of feel a little superfluous. But uh, it was it nice seeing... Uh, Sabretooth not being a full enemy this time. True. And actually being a thinking and reasoning person and not just a animal. Which is really interesting considering last week when we learned that he learned learned the very strange tale of how he and uh Kirk? No, no, not Kirk. He's not related to Kirk. He's but he, uh, how he had relations with uh, Mystique. Oh, Mystique. I was like, and that somehow related, turned into a human that re- resulted in a human being who hated mutants worse than anything. Yes. And I'm so, I'm sitting here watching going in this backstory, this convoluted backstory you're producing for these people among Weapon X. Where did he have time to go off and hang out with Mystique for a while? True. <laughs> because this is about the time he would have had to have been yeah, hanging out over there for for uh, Creed Junior to be the age he is now. Uh, so I'm I that was that that was a weird question going through my mind. Uh, I still like the idea that they don't even at the end they don't know how many of their how much of their memories is planted mm-hmm. by this uh, brainwashing and how much was it was real 
because we do get the feeling that there was a time when Wolverine and Silver Fox really were uh, dating, but that was before, maybe before Weapon X, mm-hmm. because otherwise, how would they have had the same uh, cabin there? True, but or same. With I thought the cabin. that was kind of a a weird way to end it at the end. Yeah, Wolverine's like, "Hey, there really was a time. Let me tell you about this thing that's in the door. It wasn't in this door." And she's she totally dissed him. Was like, mm-hmm. "That was another time. Peace out." Well, out I mean, Wolverine can't have a love life, unfortunately, because because he, he's tried so many times. Yeah, that he's got to be the lone wolf. So, uh, I enjoyed this episode. Like I said, it was fun, but I mean, I I I am getting ready after we've, we've been doing this since january yes first i am ready to wrap x-men up if we're being honest yeah not this, that i'm not enjoying the show but it's like the longer we've gone on the the stranger the storytelling in this has gotten where it's just random episodes. well i'm not on next week and i watch the next one and it's fun <laughs> the one uh, that's interesting you say that because next week we unintentionally are doing a christmas special Oh gosh, uh, yes. Because <laughs> we're we're gonna be doing Norm of the North for the movie, and then we're gonna have a Morlock Little Christmas. Oh god for the X-Men episode. So yes. yeah. Christmas in September. Yes. Threw me off big time. It was a Christmas episode. Right. <laughs> now, Jacob, what are your thoughts on this episode? My thoughts there are gonna be like I remember this episode so well. Uh I don't have the I'm swapping um fox for mystique not mystique but uh death strike lady death strike lady so you're doing that too well no no, no be like I, I i be like i remember clearly be like it was uh um silver fox i mm-hmm. clearly remember this episode so well so vividly in my mind uh from my childhood but it's like yeah it's it's a little convoluted of a story but there again these are just be like let's push them out they're fun they're little adventures uh, and you can tell we're getting to the point where Saban was just like, we need to get these episodes out. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, we're not far from the season where they switched animation companies to make the show oh, even cheaper. Oh, dear Lord. So yeah. that's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. And the like for the uh, for our listening audience and our visual audience right now, because they're again, once we get done with X-Men, we're going into Neon, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yeah. That's gonna be a fun ride. That's gonna be a bit of a whiplash too. In fact, just just a little bit. So, are you guys just going to stop, or are you going to go all the way through? We're finishing X Men, finishing, and that's going to so finish. Have quite a bit left, though, right? Well, okay. So there is a season and a half left, and that's going to finish up about halfway through Miyazaki month, is where that timing hits. And then the last thing we're doing for X Men is the original pilot pride of the x-men to finish yes. out november yes. and then starting in december we're doing we're starting evangelion dude pride of the x-men um um Geek which Dimensions actually that's the first time we've announced that, or whatever so, they yes. did they did a review on that one and i i had that on vhs and remember watching that with colossus and the blob mm-hmm. and code and just that's that's oh made its viewing God. on the uh, Rushmore before. I love love mm. love that. So yeah, that's the plan on that. Yep. But we're not very far because season five was like only ten episodes total. 
Yeah. So it's not going to take us that long to get through it. Yeah. And we're almost done with season four. So. Yeah, and we've I'm, just technically finished season three today. So yeah. all, all I can say is like when we get into Evangelion and get towards the end of the season, <laughs> all I can say is I cannot wait for a certain AV unit to pop a certain character's head because I despise that character. I'm not looking forward to when you make me watch the final film. Oh, crap. Yeah, because that's going to be a lot of orange juice. Yeah. If it'd be like if you've if you've ever watched the yeah. end of Evangelion. Oh, my gosh, it's a trip. Either way, y'all have anything else to add before yeah. we cut out of here? Do we have anything to add? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, thank you for uh, asking us to be on, man. Re- really super appreciate it. Yeah, yes. So, uh, well, yeah, I, sorry, go ahead. I, I just wanted to say thanks as well, and thanks for coming on our show mm-hmm. at, at the, not what, about a month ago, but uh, yeah. The connection with Culture Box, mm-hmm. we just mm-hmm. love being here. We appreciate it, and uh, yeah, I hope uh, hope to come back again. All right. Well, why don't you all tell us where we can find you all, and then afterwards we'll cut out of here. Whoever wants to do it. I, I'm going to mirror myself. Uh, you can find us on YouTube. We are on YouTube.com slash The Rushmore Show. Uh, we're on Instagram and uh facebook we have a facebook group too where we where we have some community chat and stuff but primarily uh youtube every monday at 9 a.m central we put a new episode out uh we just got back from a convention uh louisiana retrocon had a blast with that that's what kirk's wearing on his hat right now and uh we've got i don't know about 15 20 shorts that are in the can right now to to be releasing so we'll be releasing a lot of content over the next couple of weeks from that, we've got another convention that's coming up too that's on his shirt. So we just have a blast going to those, connecting with people. But yeah, check us out on YouTube. Nice. All right. Uh, will you mark me right quick? I forgot. I nearly forgot because y'all are new to guesting on the show. Uh, when we c- come to the end of this, I'm going to say, uh, in the meantime, this is Drew. He'll say, this is Jacob. Then one of y'all will say your name and the other says the other. And then we I'll end with uh, our, our cutout. So just want to make sure I tell you, tell you that before I go and it's your turn. <laughs> so you're going to go Drew, Jacob, Jacob Kirk, and then Andy. Yeah, we can do Kirk and Andy. That'll work. Yeah. Whichever, whichever I am flexible. Is it right. Kirk and Andy? Well, Kirk says I'm, this is Kirk. And then Andy says, this is Andy. Yeah. Basically. What if I say that is Kirk and he says that is Andy? No, I'm just kidding. I mean, if y'all want to do that, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Confuse people? Oh, yeah, definitely. That, that's nothing new on this show. No. All right. Let me come back. So, yeah, I think that's going to be it for us today, guys. Uh, so, join us next week for apparently a Christmas episode of the Cellcast, long away from December. Yes. But uh, in the meantime, this has been Drew. This is Jacob. This is Kirk. And this is Andy. And we'll catch you in the next frame. Deedle, you got so close. You can follow Jacob on his Facebook at Jacob B. Heron. His Facebook page, Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where he tries to draw each and every day. I try, but I feel His Instagram at Jacob B. Heron. His Twitter at Jacob Heron. And his letterbox to Jacob Heron. You can find Drew on Facebook at Drew Dodgen. His Facebook page Drew's photo bin to see his photography. 
his letterboxed page at GGeorge759. His Twitter at GGeorge759. And Instagram at Drew Dodgen. You can like us on Facebook at the Cellcast Podcast. On Twitch at the Cellcast Gaming. On YouTube at Cellcast. On Twitter at Cast underscore Cell. The Cellcast can be found at Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else fine podcasts are downloaded from. Please rate and review us where you found us, and also on Podchaser. Email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. The Cellcast is a proud member of both the Pop Americana and Culture Box Media Networks. For more information, please see the link in the description. Our theme song is Drop and Roll by Silent Partner. And remember, that's Cell with a single L. Are they Mighty Morphin Ranger Roos or Teenage Mutant Karate Kangas? Who knows? Mm. Ranger Roos. Ranger Roos sounds fun. Ranger Roos. Yeah, we'll stick with that then. Yeah.